well fucking come to the prolific pirate podcast we wilding with the prolific people around the world here brewing coffee drinking talking shit and getting advice on how to become wealthy pirates in a creative world we be getting crazy dope shots flipping coins and swimming in our treasures you know what i mean prolific pirates podcast pirate samuel is the host of your show Hear the stories behind the arts. What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of the Prolific Pirates Podcast. Do I got a guest for y'all? This one is special. This guy is, uh, well, the king of fall photos. I think you already know who I'm talking about. The guy got colors for days. These colors are incredible, man. So this is uh, Pixel Pirate, a.k.a. Jordy, a.k.a. the King of Fall. Introduce yourself, bro. <laughs> What's up, guys? Yeah, uh, Jordan Jones here. Oh, probably more widely known as the Pixel Pirate. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I don't... I don't, I don't really do introductions. My <laughs> wife is still giving me shit about that. Right. <laughs> um, so, dude, just tell yeah, me, like, man. tell me, like, a bunch of stuff that, what, what are you interested in? Like, I mean, we know photography, but, like, what else, what else are you into? What am I into? So, um, most people who are probably going to listen to this know that I am a boat captain. Oh, okay. So... So, so boats are my jam. Uh, I love the boats um, and the ocean, um, which you know that, that ties in directly to that coin of yours. Right. Uh, yeah, the sea knows no forgiveness. Ain't, ain't that the fucking truth? <laughs> um, yeah, man, I've been in some gnarly stuff. So, boats, uh, photography is really like. <laughs> so. One of my first jobs was at a, a photography store. Okay. Uh, or a photography store, a camera shop. Okay. I know Ethan. Um, yeah, so I did a short stint at a camera shop, and uh, a buddy of mine and I, uh, we had this joke going that there were two things I didn't do. Like, because I do everything, I do a lot of stuff. And the joke was always there are two things that Jordan doesn't do right. cameras. And toilets. Those are the two things. <laughs> why? Why? Like you don't you don't go to the bathroom? No, I just like I don't fuck with toilets, man. If your toilet is having issues, call a damn plumber. I'm not doing it. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just, just two things that don't work, but cameras and toilets. Right. Well, now I guess the best is toilets. Right. Um. Yeah, man. So I love hiking. I. Okay, so I'm working in Alaska right now. Um, I've been on this job for six and a half months. Right. We work about 85 hours a week. Wow. Uh, so I'm working uh, Monday through Sunday, midnight to noon. Wow. Uh, yeah, every single week. Every now and then, like today, uh, we'll get a day off. Every 21 days, we're entitled to one day off. Wow. But if no one brings it up, then, then we won't get that day. Damn. Um, which is fine, like, for the most part. I don't really care. Um, but then, and, uh, so what, yeah, you, so sleep, you sleep during daytime? Yeah. Mm. So, being that we're in Alaska, 
Nebraska, um, that were this far north, like everyone's got blackout curtains because during the summer you don't get nighttime anyway. Like right. you get twilight, but that's about it. Right. So it's not that hard sleeping during the day. Okay. Okay. That's interesting, dude. Because you're like 12 hours totally a day black anyway. every day. Yeah, man. <clears throat> But you enjoy it? Do you do you? Is that something like? Is it something you love, or or you? Well, you gotta do it because you gotta do it. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a little bit of both. Human nature is that as soon as something stops being novel, you start looking at the next thing. Right. Um, especially with this like global capitalist society we've got going on. Yeah. Where, you know, I. Come on, man. We met on the on on the Instagram. Yeah. Like, always looking for the next thing, the next shiny object. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, there there's definitely some of that, especially when we're working in the same spot every single day, doing the same freaking thing. Like, it gets you. You got to find reasons to stay engaged, and right. Photography is a large part of that for me. And, and uh, so, like, can you tell me, like, uh, what do you do on the ship? Or if you don't, if you can't, it's totally fine, bro. Yeah, no, I, I can't. The question is, like, <laughs> how in-depth did we go in with this uh, uh, description? Uh, so, basically, I work on a, I work on a tugboat that pushes around a, um, a hopper dredge. Okay. So a hopper dredge. Uh, all let me know, let me know when you post this, and I will refresh some of my stories all right. so that people who are listening okay. can go and actually right. see some of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, so the hopper dredge is basically a giant bathtub. It's 180 feet long. Oh, um, it's probably about 50 feet wide. Okay. Maybe wider. It's about 50 feet wide, uh, and it holds. I think maximum capacity on it is 1,500 cubic yards. Um, so for context, a cement truck holds right. nine cubic yards. Okay. Um, so we hold 1,500 cubic yards of material. Um, I'm just going to assume that's a really big number because I don't know what the hell cubic yard is. Yeah, so cubic, it's it's like, it's almost a cubic meter. It's not quite a cubic, okay. it's a measurement of volume. All right. Um, anyway, so we push this giant thing around that's got two vacuum heads on it, okay. uh, and they drag along the bottom and oh suck up material. So we're basically just driving a giant vacuum around the harbor, okay. making sure that it doesn't get too shallow so the ships can still get into port. Oh, and so we, okay. we do that 24 hours a day right. during the summer months. Well, up here in yeah, that's got to be important, dude. You got to keep that shit clean. <clears throat> and so what I do on these boats, um, so I am working toward my master of tow. So I am not the master of this tugboat. Okay. Um, but I will either run our crew boat for crew change um, and our survey boat to, that runs around the sonar to check the depths to see what progress we've made and see right. what infill has come. Right. Um, or... Uh, like what I'm currently, well, not at this moment, but what I've been doing recently uh, is working as the AB deckhand on the tugboat. So basically, I'm doing engine room checks. If the captain needs a break, I'll drive for him for a bit. Um, and then uh, 
if something breaks, it's my job to figure out what broke, figure out why it broke, and fix it. Okay. All right. That's dope, dude. Yeah. Uh, that's 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 actually more. That's a lot. That's very interesting. Cause, and again, that's because I love like I love doing these podcasts. So you get to like really know people and like. Find out what people do and like, and when when this whole essential worker thing came out, you guys were one of the first ones to go to work, or you just didn't stop from the beginning. I never stopped working. Right. Okay. That's interesting. Wow. So I wasn't on this job yet. I got on this job right after all of that happened, but I worked for a couple other companies, and we're all at, uh, essential infrastructure. Like I worked for another company that runs supply boats out to offshore platforms. Right. Like offshore oil platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's essential because those guys still need food and they still need to be able to get home right. um, or get off the platform for medical reasons or whatever. Like right. they still need emergency services. Right. And then so what did you, what did you, them. we're also in oil spill response. And okay. And why did you decide up? to like get up, get out of uh, the whole camera store thing? Cause like, well, you're a photographer. You're a fucking great one. So I have to ask, because like I'm assuming like if you work at a camera store, you have access to like lenses and like different bodies and stuff. So like that would probably be like a dream, a dream job. So why'd you, why'd you get out of that? I wasted that experience. I look back on that and go, God, I was an idiot. God. Um, I know. No, I worked at that camera store for something like six months, maybe. And then. They let me go because they could tell I clearly was not into it. Right. Um, so you were not into photography where you were when you were working there? Not even a little bit. It was oh, something wow. like, gosh, thirteen years later that I finally picked up a camera. Damn, that's crazy, uh, bro. You should go back. <laughs> dude, the the friend of mine who got me that job, she's amazing. Uh, right. She was kind enough to still walk me through everything I needed to know to right. buy a camera right. some 12 years later. And I was like, hey, so I'm thinking of getting into photography. Like, she right. went, oh my God, finally. <laughs> and and what, yeah. camera, what camera do you shoot with? So I have a Canon 6D. It was the cheapest full frame uh, DSLR that I could find. Nice. And, and what lens did uh, you got? Uh, I spoiled myself. Um, so I just picked up the uh, 2470 uh, 2.8L. Uh, I have a 70 to 200 F2.8L. Um, I really want, how is that lens, bro? I really want that lens. There's a reason it's part of the Trinity. Right. But but, I mean, but because it's 2.8, like that little from 4, from F4 to 2.8. That little that little gap makes like a huge difference. Oh yeah, it changes it from like a kind of decent walk around lens to a portrait lens. Like right. that is a portrait lens. Right, right. And uh, just two lenses, it's or incredible. you got more? No, I I'm I spend way too much money. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a Rokinon. Uh, I think it's a fifteen millimeter prime. Okay. F two eight. Uh, that I bought for astrophotography. Nice. I have a, uh, which like that lens, it's like $300 new and it's so crisp. Yeah. Um, 
if you're thinking about getting into astrophotography and you don't have a super wide angle, I would definitely suggest you check out. I've, I've always wanted to do astro, but I just never got... All right, here's the thing, bro. So, like, every now and then I get anxiety, right? But then it's not to a point where I'm, like, like having a panic attack or something. But, like, mm-hmm. I, I got to be, be, be able to, like, control the environments I'm in. So, if I have to, like, go somewhere that's super dark and I don't have control of everything, that kind of freaks me out. And then I have to go with a okay. bunch of people, right? I have to go with a bunch of people. They're going to be bored because they're not into photography, blah, blah, blah. So that that thing is that thing just never happened. We did it one time. So what you're and the photo, telling me is I got to come visit. Yeah, dude, for sure. But like one time we did, um, so I had like a portrait session and then it got, a li- it got dark a little too early. So, and we were near like a airport. So I, I made this girl stand there still for 30 seconds. ISO at like 800. I'm definitely pushing it. On, uh, I have this 10 to 18 millimeter Canon, which is like a super cinematic. Like for, for the money you get. That, dude, but for the money that you can, you can get that lens like that wide with like, and it's like F4 or F4.5. I'm not sure. We got a shot with the girl and we had like the whole light painting thing and then the stars started showing and a plane took off at the same time. You can't see the girl's face. It's not sharp. You can't see her face, but the shot is insane. Like there is there is there is a plane, there's a bunch of stars, the light painting thing, the girl is standing there, she has like a little bit of a ghost effect because there is no way you can stand still for 30 seconds. Totally, but, but it was crazy, man. That lens is actually pretty. I'm I'm really happy about that lens. It's super wide, especially yeah, for like landscapes and stuff. is really nice, but it's f four four point five, so it's like hmm, yeah, you know, that's rough. Those are those are the sacrifices you have to make every now and then with like, you right? Know. But it's not bad, man. I'm not I'm not I'm I'm happy about it, and then. You don't have any Sigma lenses, do you? No, I have a Tamron 15-30 f2.8. Okay. Um, That's really good for vlogging. But no, I don't have any. The 15-30? Yeah. Yeah. Those are like vlogging. My wife uses it a lot for the shoots that she does. Mm. Wait, you're... So first of all, two questions. You're married and also your wife is into photography as well? Uh, yeah, so I am married uh, to a crazy Australian chick. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean we've 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 been over that. Right. Ricky has made it abundantly clear that Australian crazy. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so I am married, um, and she is a florist, okay. um, but with all of the stuff that's going on with the pandemic and whatnot, they are looking at. Uh, ways to engage uh, a broader audience without necessarily pushing flowers. Mm. Um, and they mostly do, they specialize in mail order. Mm-hmm. So, like, you go on their website, you buy something, and then they will get it to you anywhere in the country in, well, by tomorrow, essentially. Nice. So, they, so what she's doing is basically overnight. like the marketing side of the flower shop. She does everything. She does design today. They did, well, yesterday. It's mm. 3 a.m. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yesterday, they did a small wedding.
great hunker down. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of that stuff is falling off. Right. And so they're doing YouTube stuff and they do like happy hours with their uh, Instagram followers every Friday. Right. Uh, so yeah, she's been getting into photography, which has been a lot of fun because I wouldn't actually use it. And so she's actually spent way too much money on. Right. But yeah, man, that's dope, dude. And like, so what, does she do like does she do like lives for for the people on the on the page and stuff? She they only do that once a week with their happy hour. What is the happy hour? Uh, like they sit down and talk so about. She was a bartender. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a bunch of friends in that industry who like own bars or build bar programs and stuff. Right. Um, and so she got into that for a while and really enjoys bartending. Mm-hmm. And so what she'll do every week, she'll come up with a cocktail that generally has some sort of floral element to it. Nice. So whether it's like using a bitters that was made with, I don't know, whatever. Right. I don't get it. I, <laughs> she hands me drinks, I drink them. That's about as far as I go. Right. Uh, <laughs> but like, she'll make elderflower syrup or, you know, stuff right. like that. And then um, she'll post the recipe mm. and then walk people through how she made it. So like, I think the last thing she did was, uh, I don't know, some fancy ass margarita. Nice. I've been I've been uh, wanting to get into like into doing lives, bro. Like at the beginning, I did a few when I was doing a shoot or something. That didn't go well. People hated it. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it was trash, bro. Your, it was trash. Are, are you just assuming that, or did people go, "Hey, this no, is not, never do it again"? No, but everybody is so nice. But I I got to a point in my life where I understand if it's trash, people are just not gonna say anything. You know how they say like if you like either be nice or just don't say anything. I feel like that's the case. Nah, fuck that, dude. I appreciate the Russians who just tell you straight. <laughs> True, dude. I love Russians, bro. You'd be like, dude, yeah, this is bullshit. We don't do this. It's not great. Exactly. I'm like, don't thank flatter you. me. I don't need flattery. Yeah. I want to know if it's garbage so that I can stop doing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> don't tell me it's great and then let me waste the next six months of my life producing something that's exactly. garbage. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, dude. Like every, like I've never had like a negative comment. Like one comment I had was like, "Oh, that coffee color is a little this way." I was like, "Yo, thanks, dude. I'm gonna look into it and try and change it and stuff." I didn't, but I'm just saying, it's nice. To- <laughs> it's, yeah, but you got that dude's opinion. <laughs> it's nice to get good feedback like that. But I'm just saying, yeah. like, because because you know, like you like people. If if you don't know. Pixel Pirate Jordy, go check his Instagram, PXL Pirate. This guy got colors. So you understand this whole color thing, and you push it a certain way, and because you want to have the whole consistency thing, some colors may not look that real. Like, and it's, you just gotta. Not at all. It's completely stylized. Yeah, you just gotta kinda like sacrifice the whole, you know. The greens are not really green, and the browns are not really brown, and the oranges and reds are not really oranges and reds. So, and it's and it's it's subjective. Like, some people like it, some people don't. So, yeah. actually, tell me about so, that process. Like, how do you do that? How do you how do you get into these colors? Like, do you um, 
do you tend to have these colors or you just did it once and you're like, yo, I'm never going back. What happened? How did these colors come to your life? So I, I have always liked the super contrasty, like really dark blacks. Right. Um, and like really rich blues. Right. So if you scroll down to the bottom of my feed and look at the first, I don't know, the first bunch of posts, right. um, like you'll find pretty rich reds, but everything's super contrasted. I, mean, I, I didn't, but I almost, like I always take the, the dehaze slider and right. go all the way to the right because right. I just love what that does. And then I dial it back because not everyone is crazy. Yeah. Like me. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, I totally agree, bro. Like, I'm the same way. I want the photo to be as dark as I can, but then people are like, yo, I can't see what's in there. I'm like, well, mm, what can I do, bro? Dude, that Blackout Tuesday, oh my gosh, that was everything I needed. And I was just like, yes! Can we just do this all the time? That's what? Like, Dude, that's a great photo. What? What are you talking about? What's Blackout Tuesday? Blackout Tuesday. So back when um, the entire world was in uproar because of the uh, killing of George Floyd and oh, the Taylor and... <laughs> right that thing right um, it's not funny I'm not laughing at the whole what happened right no I, I, I get you um, yeah that was right, great so the way the influencers were like hey we can also be activists by not actually saying anything right they just put Black Lives Matter and, right oh god uh, yeah, coincidentally, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, that was a good week, man. That was <laughs> good week. Which, was, which a good was interesting. So, like, yeah. I don't want to get too much into this, but, like, my dad was a Black Panther. So, okay. like, all of this stuff is very real to me. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was really hard watching all of these white kids who have probably, I mean, this is me projecting. Like, I don't know their lives. They could have gone through some stuff. They could be way closer to any of this than I understand. But, right. like, from my perspective, right. watching a bunch of white kids with 80,000 followers call people out on, like, hey, guys, we're not supporting this, and then forget about it a week later, I'm like, I yeah. don't know how to feel about this. Yeah. Anyway, this is yeah. not a political podcast. We're going to step away from this for a minute because right. I don't want to your followers. But yeah. um, anyway, getting back to colors. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've got a good friend. Uh, his name is Ryan Longnecker. You can check him out at Ryan Longnecker. He does some amazing landscape photography. Okay. Um, he's actually how I found out about Peter McKinnon, who I swore I wasn't going to mention on this podcast, but mm-hmm. here we are. Uh, yeah. It's been on every uh, podcast, yeah, he, bro. That guy has been on every well, podcast. I know. And I it's well-deserved. It's well-deserved. He's like, he's an, first of all, he's a great photographer. Second of all, the marketing genius behind this guy and himself, actually. I decided to give him credit, too, because I was like, there is no way the whole marketing thing is coming from that guy. It's got to be no, Peter as well. No, he made some really critical moves, got connected to some really smart people right. uh, early on in his YouTube career. And right. I mean, he already had the base, so yeah, solid. Anyway, not right. talking about Peter McKinnon. It's right. Ryan Long, that great. I was, right. I was chatting with him. Right. Um, 
So anyway, I have friends who are, and so I pick their brains about stuff. And I was talking to Ryan about it, and he is a post-processing nerd. Like, he loves getting out into the wilderness and shooting landscapes and going out and just hanging out on the beach when there's no one else there, getting great sunsets and sunrises. Right. Like, that's his jam. But where he really feels that he excels is in post-processing. And so Mm -hmm. I've sat down with him a couple of times, and we've analyzed, or he has analyzed and walked me through his process. Right. Um looking at other photographers that I like. And here's the thing about Instagram. Yes, as long as you edit with the same tone curve, find your tone curve and then never change it. And within that uh, framework, right. you can edit your photo pretty much however you want, but as long as your tone curve is consistent, you'll have the same look. Really? So if you do that long enough, eventually you'll gain a following. Wow. Because people will go, oh, hey, like, he can go through all the seasons. He can change all of the colors, but, like, there's something about it that's different. Right. And it's that tone curve. So as long as your tone curve is consistent, it almost doesn't matter what else you do. Okay, that's really interesting. But It is interesting. But, like, what about the HSL and, like, the whole color thing because like because like your colors have been like consistent from like from say that zippo photo up your colors are consistent there is like blues there is a little bit of red browns a lot of blues yeah and the, the, the reds are really pop and and i feel like at some point you got to you got to a stage where you're like I'm just gonna put this red in there so I can have that color in there. I don't know if you did, but like, I'm just saying, like, cause like, you, you see that passport photo, that passport photo, that that Merchant Marines thing in the back. It, it could have easily not been there, yeah. but you, I feel like you put it in there just so you could have that red. So that um, that, that whole tone actually, curve I, thing. It was not that thoughtful. Mm. <laughs> I know, I, I know, but like did. for somebody looking from outside, I'm just saying, like, because like you, you can totally. really see the red. No, and, and I appreciate that. Yeah, but then, yeah, that's why I, I kind of feel like that tone curve thing is is correct to a certain extent, but then you kind of have to have like those colors dialed in, and you do, like, you have those your colors, bro. I'm telling you, like the the recent posts, like the recent say. I don't know how many posts after that 100, but the recent, say, anywhere from that, that landscape shot that I did with, like, the mountain in the back, the snowy mountain in the back, those are inspired by you, like, those colors. I, and you remember you sent me those photos for the prints? Yes. You had, you had your own color grade on it, and I studied that. Dude, like, I, I legit spent, like, four or five hours I swear, I'm not kidding, bro. I was like, why did he? Do, why did he push the shadows to like 63 and not 65? And then I tried it, and then I put your color grade on it, and then I had my own color grade on it, and then I was comparing the whole. It was crazy, bro. Like it was a great time. I had, I'm a nerd for this type of shit. It was a good time, but yeah, but it was. It, I was just, I was just so amazed, but because like your colors are super good. Like, the difference between your colors and, and my colors is, like, yours go to, like, red and brown, and mine is more towards, like, the yellows and the oranges and the browns. 
So because that brown kind of fits both of our pages, I just felt like I have to study this and like try and understand it. Like why his yellows pop in his landscape colors so much, but it's not to a point where you're like, yuck, it's just, a, it's just yellow. You know, like, like it doesn't look like you just push the white balance all the way up. <clears throat> like it's dialed in. All like right. you, you've studied this shit and you were like, yo, this is what I'm, this is what I got, what I'm going to do. So yeah, just sorry, I I didn't mean to cut you off. Good. No, it's all good, man. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I I study other people. Right. I rarely study myself. Right. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, all of us are like that. Yeah. All of us like that. Yeah, totally, and like. Um, as you were as you were telling me about that process of uh, like analyzing the edits that I did on the shots that I took of that print for you, right? Um, you probably have a better understanding of the way I edited that photo than I do, <laughs> uh, bro. Be honest with you, like completely on, like a hundred percent honest. I don't understand it. I swear to God, like I didn't study like color, color science or whatever, but like I, I just don't get it. Cause like I, I, I actually, I actually applied your color grades to my shots and it didn't work. Like my photos look horrible, but then I apply your, your, your color grade to it. And then like, I see like these, these oranges and these like yellows and reds come out and I'm like, wow, this is fucking great. But like. How can I make it? How can I make it to a point where like my shots don't look like his? Because the sh the stuff that we shoot are completely are very different. Like you're around the ships and stuff. You're into like super into EDC and all that. And I'm I'm more like coffee. Like I want I need a shot of a Chemex to go up today. So if I make my Chemex look red and like blue, mm, some people might like it. Some people might not. So I, I put my color grade and your color grade side by side and I just looked at it for like 15 minutes trying to understand why you did certain colors and how come it works for you and it doesn't for me. And also I researched it a little bit and it said, and, and I found out that like the white balance is very different on each camera and it depends on the settings that you have when you shoot the photo. So yeah, dude, like your color grade made me, made me learn a lot. Of, like I actually went and researched like color science and shit. And then Sean Tucker, Sean Tucker put, put out like a video about this whole color thing. I don't know if you know Sean Tucker. I do not. Dude, Sean Tucker, this guy is incredible, man. This guy is on YouTube and he has like, um, he has this, uh, his last video is um, about coloring, like how to color grade your photos. And um, the way he, he color graded in front of me, like on my screen, his shots to look cinematic was like mind blown. Like I was like, wow. But then I tried it and I couldn't do it. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I kind of got to understand it. But dude, like your photos, first of all, the, your composition is like A1. Like it's super good. I said A, <laughs> like it's insane. Your composite, like that photo with the knife and like the photo with, with the 1706 coin, the portraits, the landscapes, everything is like super insanely good. But then 
your color grade just adds to it. Like it just adds so much where you're like, wow, these, these shots have been really thought true. Like, I don't think that much. Like, I, don't, I really don't think that much. So if you scroll through my feed right. and you look at pretty much everything from, gosh, if you go back down to, I think, I think the turning, uh, the turning point was, um, that shot with the knife. Sorry, that's a, that's a, yeah, I know. The knife, the knife, the knife and the coffee, the coffee beans, right, right after the pipe. Right after the pipe, there is a knife in, like, in between, like, a bunch of coffee beans, and there's coffee dust on it and everything. And, uh, yeah, I think that's where it changed. And then you posted the shot with the mountains and the... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And then again, nice. Yeah, so the map. Yeah, the Ferris wheel. That was, that was insane. Where I started to. That was where I started to like push into, I guess, my style, quote exactly. unquote. Exactly. That's what I. Yeah. Um, but then, where is it? I I want to say it's right around that. Uh, the picture of the Ferris wheel. Right. Um, I mean, the photos after that are a little different, but it was right around there. Yeah. Uh, probably the the picture of the knife on the vice, or and that, that photo just and that landscape there. like right below the the master movement thing that we did. Yeah. Right below that one, that landscape changed like the whole like that shit was crazy. You dropped that, and I was so, like, All right, I think I need to quit. Like I need I need to like, <laughs> just chill for like a few months, just learn some shit from the beginning. And come back. So somewhere right in there, because that landscape I know for sure, um, yeah. and I'm pretty sure the picture of the Ferris wheel, uh, we're both edited with a preset that uh, Juan, uh, JDC, EDC, mm -hmm. sent, sent over. So he sent me this preset, mm -hmm. um, and it's like, I loved it. The only thing, uh, well, the main thing that I changed is he... Uh, he likes to crush the blacks. Right. So he brings the blacks up to gray. Right. Um, and obviously that doesn't fit my vibe. So yeah. I took it and I brought the blacks down, uh, yeah. increased the contrast a bit, richened up those colors a little. Mm -hmm. And then because I do all of my editing on my phone, like right. I'm not fine tuning really anything. Like, Wait, why are you, why are you editing on your phone? Cause I do all of this stuff, stuff while I'm at work and I can't like bust out a computer while oh, I'm at work. Oh shit. Cause I've got like two, well, I've got four hours in the day that I'm not sleeping and I'm not at work. Two right. at the beginning and two at the end. So I'm not like gonna, I'll maybe try and spend an hour when I get home from work. Right. Uh, shooting stuff and then I gotta get to bed. Right. So I'll upload all this stuff to the cloud, and then I'll get to work, and then I'll start editing and doing all of that stuff on my phone. Wow. Uh, so while I'm sending over that preset, so his tone curve is my tone curve. That okay. tone curve is completely 100% thanks to him. Right. Because I'm not going to be able to get that dialed in on the phone. Uh, so 
Yeah. Uh, for my down curve. Right. Uh, but yeah, that was really where I started to get that look. And I mean, that look is all thanks to him. Right. Um, and so since then, I mean, obviously, if you scroll through my feed, you'll see that the the feeling has changed a little bit. It's gotten a little brighter. There are lighter landscapes. There are darker landscapes. There's super dark shots with the coin and the coffee. Uh, right. Those oranges came out a little bit more. Like, I have morphed it since then, and I've now got, I think, five yeah. presets that I'll use. I mean, every time I use a preset, it's a starting place. I throw the preset on it to see if the shot works and then we'll dial it in from there. Wow. Okay. Um, And because, I mean, that's the point of preset is to preset something and then you can fine tune it. Yeah. And like, and then after the tone curve, you start like adjusting the colors individually or, or it's already in the preset. Uh, so the colors I will adjust per photo because, um, I mean, everything changes it. If you shoot with a with different lighting, like my current setup, I've got a palette sitting next to a sliding glass door, and then I've got a, uh, a light bar. Wow. So I'll get the daylight coming through that window, and then wow. I set the light bar up at about a 135-degree angle from the window. Mm. So I've got two different, uh, like, color tones coming in for lighting so I've got the warm light from the light bar and I've got the cool light from the daylight right Uh, and that's like so all those shots is that nice that everyone's like bro that lighting that's the setup I have warm light coming in from a lamp and I have window light coming in from the left and that blade just somehow happens to catch both of them perfectly and be amazing yeah, dude, that's fucking beautiful. And you got like, have you ever gotten any any jobs from photography yet, or no? Uh, I shot a wedding once, uh, but it was like my best friend's brother, and mm. he wasn't gonna get a photographer, and his mom was like, mm, "That's not happening." Yeah, right. <laughs> um, you got paid for so it, yeah, or, what? or or you did it? Yeah, you... I mean, I wasn't. I didn't charge them. It, their mom threw money at me because she refuses to take handouts. But right. like that was it. It wasn't like. That's still, it's still dope, dude. It's still dope. It was fun as hell. I had way more fun than I thought I was gonna. And right. Yeah, it was. Right. It was rad. How many shots did you end up with? Oh God, I don't know. Um, <laughs> was I it over think... five thousand? No. Oh, okay. uh, it was. It was a pretty. It was a really small wedding. It was like thirty people, I think. It was mm-hmm. right at the beginning of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was thirty people. Okay. Um, and it was basically like two and a half hours oh, okay. from start to finish. That's from nice. like walking down the aisle to dinner's done. Right. Uh, so yeah, cool. really small, really short. And I think I ended up with somewhere in the ballpark of 1,500 photos. Right. That's not bad at all, dude. That's not bad. I've yeah, never was, shot wedding. It wasn't terrible. I was, I was supposed to, but then it just never happened. And I gave them a price, and the price was like two thousand dollars. And he, she was like, "Yeah, I got, I got somebody for five hundred dollars, and he will come with like two other photographers." I was like, "Sorry, <laughs> I'm not." But think about it, like, yeah. I'm, I, I, you know what I offered them? Like, what I, my offer was like, there's gonna be three photo, well, two photographers, one videographer. Um. And she was like, I want the whole thing to be like super nonchalant. Like I want, I don't want to like pose for photos and stuff. You, I just want you to like shoot it and go. 
Just like whatever we're doing, just shoot it, boom, we're done. I was like, all right, cool. So I'm gonna get another photographer and a videographer and she was like, all right, great. Just let me know the numbers. Without talking to the guys, because I know, I know, I knew like if I if I talk to them, the price is gonna be higher. So I told them like, yeah, two grand, and they were like, yeah, we found someone for five hundred dollars. I was like, show me their Instagram. He was, she was like, he doesn't have Instagram. I was like, all right, good luck. Five hundred dollars. Seriously. Yeah, two photographers, five hundred dollars, uh, eight hours, eight fucking hours. <laughs> oh my gosh! And I've never seen their shots. Have fun with that. Nope. 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 So I I, yeah. I said no, um, and then we never talked after that. And then, but I did like a few proposals, and the proposals are just, bro, it's nerve wracking, but like at the same time, it's fun, because like it's it's like they're about to propose, and you gotta get that shot, and blah blah blah, and like people usually get nervous, and then you add a photographer to that whole mess, and you're right. like, oh shit. So one time I did this, uh, these eight people from uh, UK, uh, they came to Thailand and they wanted to, like one of them wanted to propose to his, to his girlfriend and they contacted me, they got me, we went to like next to the river, really nice hotel, uh, blah, blah, blah. So I told them, I shoot on a 7D, so 800 ISO is the max I can push it. So I was like, guys, just please do it before 6.30, otherwise the photos are gonna look like shit. And they were like, all right, cool. Seven o'clock, they get there. 7 p.m., they get there, and they wanted to act like, oh, we are not together, and like the whole shebang of like, oh, this is like so surprising that a photographer is here, can you take some photos of us, blah, blah, blah. And then the girl, the guy like kneels down and starts proposing, and I'm like, pop, 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 pop. But like everything is like super dark and super grainy. Now my heart is beating fast, oh, bro. I'm like, these photos are never gonna work. Thankfully, they did though. I got paid. I got paid. I got paid like 200 bucks. 200 bucks for like an hour and a half, and like 30 minutes of waiting. Cause I got there like way too early, and they got stuck in traffic. So yeah, it. it was it wasn't too bad. Yeah, and like we had to stand like against the light, so like it was like sunset. But like, bro, like that whole thing was fucking crazy, man. So I was like, yeah, weddings <coughs> is definitely gonna be more difficult than that, and it's gonna be at night time, and you need like flashes, and I don't even have a flash, like I don't own a flash. So never got never got never got into uh weddings but yeah i did proposals i mostly did like portraits so i mostly got paid from like a lot of portraits like people traveling to thailand like couples blah 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 and they come they want photos we just go bang it out one hour done and it was a it was a good it was a good um it was a good job it wasn't bad it was like Oh, dude, portraits. Instagram, Instagram, everybody, like every portrait that you see on my other page is, is through Instagram and they hit me up. Like I've never, I hit up one girl. Um, and yeah, so, and when you, when you search for like Bangkok photographer, I'm number one and my boy Danny is number two. Hell yeah! Not not that like I'm not I'm not trying to, not trying to brag. It sounds like I'm trying I'm bragging, but is is that's what people told me? Like it's okay. You yeah, can, you can brag. Because yeah. <laughs> because 
so they searched for Bangkok photographers. They hit me up and they hit Danny up and they hit like a, a few other people. And like a few other people usually either charge way too low and people go with them and they don't have like the whole color thing. But then when they land on my page or Danny's page, they're like, all right, we, we, want, we want you guys because you know how to post process uh, better than the other photographers. So I'd say like in Thailand, there is like maybe like 10, 15 really good ones. But out of that 10, 15, there is like maybe five of them that color grade pretty well. And then you get to like, you get to the other guys that do like cinematic portraits. And man, like that's a whole, that's a whole other beast that I'm not, I haven't gotten into, but I should. Um, They get, those guys get paid. Like, those guys get paid serious money. Like... Are those the guys who are doing, like, super saturated, crazy dramatic, like... Yeah, but, like... We're going to shoot really like, close to you and crazy wide angle, and you're going to be in front of this monument, and it's yeah, you know, like, like a poster. I, I, don't know, I don't know if you've seen my other page, but my, my color grades is not that crazy. Um, it's, like... But it's... it's, it's easy on the eye like you you look at it and you're like oh nice you know what i mean yeah yeah so um yeah with that being said do you try to be like unique with your own colors and stuff or no like because i'm I'm asking because in in case you get a job are you going to use the same color grade or you're going to just change it up and have something super simple for the clients if they want your vision or they want like somebody else's vision or their own vision no I mean uh, like with that wedding um, the groom is in the film industry and so I like talked to him like hey man so I tend to do a little more dramatic a little more saturated right Uh, if you're fine with those edits then like I'll send you a a sneak peek when I get everything downloaded Uh, I'll throw some quick edits on some stuff let me know Right. What you think? If you're in, into it, then we'll continue. If you're not, then we'll figure something else out. Um, and he didn't have any issue with it. He said it was it right. was great. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously, it wasn't the same tone curve uh, that I have on my Instagram, but right. like it was definitely more my style. And I think that's probably the way that I will lean if I end up getting paid for photography by clients. Then right. you'll get 
static, it's going to be a little more saturated, but it doesn't necessarily have to be like blacks and oranges. <laughs> and, then, uh, and, you know, completely desaturated magenta green um, and pretty desaturated orange and yellow. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I don't know, man. Like I said, I'm not a photographer. I don't. <laughs> no, no, no. You definitely are, bro. You, de- you gotta start giving yourself credit because this shit is fucking nuts. This is like you can definitely call yourself a photographer. The compositions, color grades, everything, bro. It's seriously really good. How long you been into photography? How, how long? How long have you been doing photography? Um. Since I- huh? Say again. <laughs> dabbling bro this is for real for real <clears throat> like well okay so like since joining the the galley that chat that uh right. tony atp right set up uh since joining that chat my photography has changed significantly because of all of the conversations with Josh, uh wanderer edc that guy is, yeah i mean watching his style change has been incredible and the conversations that he has had with Ricky and with Ross and with uh, Will and I don't know, all the guys in that com- in that chat, like it's nuts, man, the, the wealth of knowledge yeah. that is in that group and, you know, for the first three months I was in that chat I really said anything, but going yeah. back and reading everyone's conversations that they yeah. had about lighting, about composition, about uh, just theory, 
like, yeah, it's completely changed the way that I, I look at any yeah. setup. And it's, it's and, been an incredible resource. Yeah, and it's tough to, like, it's tough to keep up, bro. It's tough to, like, keep up with all these bangers that come out of that, that whole group. Because you're like, oh, totally. shit. They, this guy just posted a banger, and I can't just, I don't got the shot. I just don't got it. Do you ever feel like you're not working hard? I'm feeling I'm feeling like that, bro. I feel I feel like I'm not working hard a lot of times. Like I'm not like I, there is like a lot of shit coming out with like like product wise. I've always been into like products. Was, we was talking to DP about the same thing. We did like, dude, if you haven't listened to that that podcast, this guy. I did. I listened to it yesterday. Man, that guy has he's a beast in marketing. And he gave me like so many good informations, but before that conversation, I had like, there was like a bunch of products with like, well, Pirate Samuel products coming. But then I still feel like I'm not working, I'm not working hard enough. Like I, I feel like, oh, I could be doing this and I could be doing that. And I could, I could have like some, some wood products or some like, I, I, I think I've said this on every podcast, but I think I should have my own coffee. And I'm in talks with some a certain company, and if that happens, it's gonna be like incredible. Like that's one of my dreams to have like my own my own coffee. But yeah, but like I'm just bro, like because and with the whole COVID situation, I'm trying to keep like the prices of everything low. Because I understand, yeah. like you remember, even with the logos, I was charging like super low, just because I understand the situation. I understand people's uh, financial situation, so I'm I'm not trying to like hurt them at that to that extent. But totally. but it's tough, bro. Like you want some good quality shit, it's it's gonna be expensive. Like it's gonna be. Pricey. And then you get assholes asking for stuff like, "Hey, can you?" But like, make it a dope logo, and I want red, and I want blue, and I want it to be perfect. And never mind, I'm not paying you because you didn't do it right. Exactly. Jackasses, man. Yeah. That's why, like, a bunch of people told me get on Fiverr. I was like, "Mm, I rather do it for the people that I know on the gram than than work with a bunch of people that I don't know, and they're just not gonna pay me for like the amount of work that I put in. That's why I never got on Fiverr. Like, I could have made a bunch of money on Fiverr, but. It just didn't feel right, bro. Are you are you working on like anything? Yeah. Are you working on any any products or anything? Just boats. Huh? <laughs> um, just boats. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and so you got you got a Pixel Pirate boat coming out. <laughs> no, I'm like I'm, I'm 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 working on keeping this boat afloat so oh, okay. I can get home. <laughs> um, no, I've got a couple of things in the works. Who knows what's gonna happen? So like. Yeah, I have a, a hardcore case of shiny object syndrome. Right. Um, but are you, I mean, are you already like, that I've been, Do you have like the whole designs and everything? Forever. Do you have the whole design? What's that? You have the design? No. All right. You're just in talks with like um, numbers and no, stuff. Nothing is that far.
also want to get into like so when we get home I will have probably a chunk of time off like probably four months okay um where I hopefully won't have to work too hard right so in that time I want to really uh work on videography um I plan on going out to the shop where right. boy knives are made and talking wow. to those guys and seeing if we can get some new designs going. Uh, I want to get a CNC machine. I mean, like, I want to do all kinds of shit. Yeah. I started looking at four the other day because, you know, why not be a blacksmith? But, like, when the fuck am I going to have time to do that? Right. So, <laughs> right. I mean, there's plenty of stuff that I'm thinking yeah. about, but we'll see what actually But I think, I think you should, I just got into, like, leather stuff. Like, I just got my, like, leather tools and stuff, like, about two weeks ago. Yeah, dude. And, bro, like, it's so therapeutic. You just lose track of time. You just sit down and, like, start doing oh, sure. shit. And, like, you're like, wow, three hours passed, and I, I'm still not done with this damn wallet. I hate this wallet, but you just can't stop. Right. You just can't stop, bro. It's so much fun. And we have, like, so many people that are into, like, leather stuff that you could ask advice for, which is incredible. Like, I talked to, like, Leather and Lumber Goods a bunch of times about, like, some questions that I had and stuff, and he he helped me a lot. So I'm just trying to do, like, as much as possible. It, again, it comes back to, like, the, the whole feeling of, like, I feel like I'm not doing enough. Like, I could be doing more. Right. Because, like, yeah, I understand it's the whole COVID thing, but, like, damn, like, I still could, you know, like, help people and, like, do more photo shoots and, like, you know, all that stuff, but... I don't know, man. Could, but like, why? I don't know. I just feel like there is so much more to life than just like. I, I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I understand. I, it sounds crazy, but I feel like I could be making more dope shit for the community. I could be, uh, like when I when Tony asked me to make the logo for the galley, like that felt so fucking exciting to be like, yo, I made the logo for the galley. Like, these boys are going to rock this logo. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, this, yeah, is, man. this is dope. But then, all right, now I'm done with this. What's next? All right. You know what I mean? Like, since I started this page, which is it's been like, what, like five, six months? I've done like a bunch of shit. Like, I did like a bunch of cafes. Um, the whole editing thing I came out with um the podcast the, the prints which this uh episode is sponsored by um www.piratesamuel.darkroom.tech um <laughs> new prints weekly all right so but it's it's it, it, I, and i enjoy it like it's the stuff that i like but i feel like there is so much more that i could do not to just help the community but help my brain be more involved in like different stuff you know what i mean yeah, for sure, man. Mm. And I think, like, that that last bit, that being involved in the community, that helping out the community, like, that's the important part. Yeah. Because you can run around and, like, make all of this shit, but if you're just making for the sake of making it, there's no point, and you're going to burn out. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, that coin that we dropped, that the story behind that coin and then the connection to the whole community thing was, like, super satisfying to me. I was like, wow, this is... Total. Like, this is so dope. This is so Yeah, dope. man, because you guys have all connected to people, mm. and, like, that connection is what carries through that coin. Right. Like, it's... Especially with 
all of our interaction being virtual, like so many of us have never met each other. Right. But now we've got this tangible thing. Right. And, right, and like the support, dude, like you, everybody else, like, man, it was, it was, I, I couldn't believe it. Like people still hit me up and be like, hey, can we get the coin? I'm like, yeah, just talk to this guy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, but dude, it's a sick coin. <laughs> thanks, bro. It was, it's, it's so dope. But like, because of, because of that, like, it, I, I hold that thing to like a certain um, height where I'm like, all right, this is like so dope. Now, how can I go further and like make it something bigger or better or, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, yeah, if I come up with the coffee thing, it's going to be great. And it's one of my dreams, but it's just not going to connect as well because maybe not a lot of people are into coffee. Maybe it's just me. And like the story uh, to it. I, I think, you know, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like the whole story thing that we could add to it would be like, would be super dope, but. I'm I'm thinking about a few things, bro. I got like some wood projects coming in. I got some um, leather stuff. I got um, yeah, a bunch of stuff, man. But I just hope this coffee thing happens earlier than the other things. So you said before we talked, you said you had a you had a list for me. What what was on what was on that list? Did you lose it? Oh. Say again. What is your favorite subject? Oh, coffee. Yeah. Coffee. You don't need to. That's it's coffee. Fine. Yep. Well, I don't know if that's just what's available. Cause like I don't love shooting knives. They just happen to be what is around me all the time. Right. Well, coffee and like well portraits too. I don't know, bro. Like whatever, whatever I do is like you, you, you go down to the first, first love, and the first love is coffee. It's gotta be coffee and okay. and portraits. I started from portraits, but like I I started like product photography, and I really fell into like the whole coffee thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, but definitely definitely portraits and coffee and landscapes. Portraits and coffee. Yeah, landscapes. So too. coffee. Oh, so you just like shooting everything? So you're just well, greedy? Is that is that yeah, what I'm hearing? Is yeah, that, yeah. I'm hearing. That's 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 true. Just, Cause I, just I not feel satisfied like, with any one thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know where it comes from, bro. I went to I went to um, uh, I went to Italy to study shoe design for like five six months. Dude, so, that's sick. Yeah, dude, I'm <laughs> telling you, man, there's a bunch of shit that I've done that doesn't make any sense. So I went to Italy to study shoe design for six months. Came back with a degree. Uh, at the end of the the end of the course, we went to like a few companies and talked to like people that make the sole of the shoe. And the design that I had for the sole of the shoe was so insane that they were like, "Yeah, a prototype is gonna be two grand." I was like, "Cool. Um, I think I'm gonna quit." <laughs> and <laughs> and then I came back to Thailand and started uh, two clothing lines. So I was like, cool, I'm just gonna make some clothes and then after I make some money that I have to invest in the whole soul thing, I'm gonna do the whole soul thing. And then uh, that just never happened, bro. Just never came back to it. Cause I came to Thailand, we did the whole photo shoot 
for the first collection, and then the photographer didn't know how to edit the photos, gave it to some other people to edit it. I know, bro. I said I told the story on the. I'm sure you heard it, but like, we we ended up doing like a whole new set, and then um, I got into photography and the clothing thing. Like fashion is, dude. Fashion is a rough, rough industry. Like, yeah. they don't let you in easy. You gotta be. You gotta know somebody that knows somebody. If 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 that's not the case, yeah. you're not gonna win. You're just not gonna win. Yeah. Like I wanted to get into like all the big stores, like Bloomingdale's and shit. Didn't work. Did not work. I dreamed too big. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not ready for this. And and with the prices and everything, like you see all these brands, like you see like H and M would like selling a T-shirt for like nine dollars, and you're like, how the fuck? Are these people doing it? But then the trick is they produce a mass, and by mass, I mean there should be another word. Like it's a gigantic number. Like they produce like three million T-shirts at one company, and it comes down to like thirty cents a T-shirt, and then they just distribute it to the whole world, and and that's how they make their money. I don't have. Oh yeah. Yeah. I even contacted a bunch of shoe companies in Thailand. They were like, yeah, we can make your soles. It's not going to cost that much, but you have to order a minimum of 5,000 pairs. I was like, what the fuck am I going to do with 5,000 pairs, bro? Like, five... Nah, it's not going to work, man. 5,000 5, pairs of shoes, bro. Do you know the space that shit takes? Gotta get make a fort and shit. It's Dude, gonna be crazy. That whole industry, like that fast fashion industry, is just disgusting. Mm. Yeah. It's so bad. There's like mountains in Africa that are just clothes that no one's ever gonna wear. Right. Like it's. But it, it's ridiculous, and but it because works. a lot of it is made out of like uh, plastic, mm. like. But it works. Like H and M works. Zara works. You know what I mean? What do you what do you what do you mean by works? By works, I mean like they sell their stuff. Like if you look at their numbers and the money. Oh they yeah, make they make money for sure. Yeah, so it it, it, it kinda it adds up. But right, but like because of the investment behind it at the beginning is 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 that's the issue. So there's like, I don't yeah, know, like I mean, $40 million any, as an investment from like any, back in from like some Sweden country or something. It's, yeah. Any business model that is not sustainable for the next thousand years is not sustainable. Like, yeah. if you're not looking at the mess that you're leaving behind for your grandkids, right. then it like, what are you even doing? Right, that's true, that's true. So, yeah, but like... Especially I'm, I'm, at this stage in the game when we've got so much stuff that like... Or so much information that is... Yeah. Just factual. It's not people running around freaking out because they think they know what's happening, but like there's actually measurable data yeah. that shows that this is actually what's happening. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, I work on the ocean and see this shit firsthand, so get, 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 get a little heated sometimes. Right. <laughs> but I think, I'm think I'm still thinking about it, because, like, fashion was my first thing. Like, clothing was my first thing. So yeah. if, 
if I if there is a way for me to like bring that whole fashion thing into the community, possibly with some of the boys in the community, that'd be that'd be great, bro. I would I would be so down. Just gotta just gotta find the whole the whole the company and whatever to like make it work, <clears throat> dude. Like oh yeah, and there totally is. Yeah. I mean, there's absolutely ways to do that that are sustainable and yeah not ridiculous. True. Yeah. And yeah, man. I mean, I I would one hundred percent support you or yeah. anyone who is you know pushing through a sustainable business model. Yeah. And like, I can't speak for everybody because I don't know everybody, but like the people that I know that businesses are doing so sustainably, and they are finding so much support because people are just sick of companies looking for a buck and not giving right. a shit about right. like who they're displacing or what they're disrupting right yeah i don't know if it, i think it was you who told me like yo I, i'm like the coin was it the coin or was it the print that was like this means more to me uh buying it from you than if it than if i did from peter mccain because he doesn't say thank you But I should have said that. But, right? Because <laughs> that shit connected. I was like, damn, that, that feels so good. <laughs> it's like, dude. dude. I might have said that the coin. I don't know. I probably didn't. But uh, totally. I mean, dude, I've spent so much money on Peter McKinnon shit. And yeah. like, I'm a sucker for anything uh, limited edition. Like, yeah. dude, Kickstarter, just shut up and take my money. I, I get it before everybody else and it's branded. Yeah. Was the first five million people to get it? Like, I'm in. Right. Uh, but yeah, so like, uh, yeah, I spent so much money on Peter McKinnon stuff, but yeah. like, but dirty, it's like, all because I, I feel like I'm connected to him. I'm not. I, if I see him on the street, he's gonna be like, oh, cool, another crazy person who thinks we're friends. Right. Like, yeah. No, dude, I know people who know you. He's like, right, cool. <laughs> you know, he's the only guy. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But then, what I wanted to so here's the thing. What was that whole thing with Tony with the with the Peter McKinnon's coin? What about it? No, tell me that story. <laughs> the, I mean, there really is no. Okay, so here's the story. Um, so there's a, another dude uh, who I may or may not have mentioned in this podcast earlier. Right. Who was like, hey right. man, uh, like that coin is so dope. I wish I could get one, but he's in a different country, and so time zones make it hard for him to line up for the draw. Okay. And so I was like, dude, next time it drops, I got you. And so it dropped, and I got him, and then the drop lasted for like, I don't know, three days or whatever it was, oh, people are over. Um, right. I was like, wow, well, shit, now I'm sitting on this coin and don't know what I'm going to do with it. I guess I can just go get up eBay, and then Tony was in the chat going, man, I would love one of those coins, I just can't afford it right now. Right. Uh, well, I basically just bought this one for shit. Yeah. I can, like, I can either make the money back or I can make someone stay. Dude. Um, and so I hit up someone else in the community who I'm not going to rat out and was like, hey, man, uh, you, have, you have Tony's address? And he was like, yes, I do. And he was like, sweet, man, send it over. Um, and then I, yeah, send him the coin. Cause, Dude, that's <laughs> fucking, that's yeah, amazing, man. That's so dope. And and did he he found out after the whole sticker thing, right? 
Dude, I should have ripped that because <laughs> <laughs> we did that the first podcast that i did it was with him because he's he started the whole galley thing and he's like yeah for sure he's been like supporting the whole the whole time from the beginning so i was like and then it was right after he got that coin from you and it was like right when he found out it was from you so it was it was a great time to do the whole podcast. He was so happy. Bro. Oh yeah, man. He was so he was yeah. texting me before. He was like, "Man, this is fucking crazy, bro. I don't, <clears throat> dude. That's so dope." Yeah, that's awesome, man. And that's, that's so like that's what I wanted. I just wanted to make someone say, "I don't." I, I couldn't give a crap if you found out it was for me or not. Like, I don't want the recognition. I yeah. just want to know that I made someone say. Yeah, that's so dope. And I figured, like, no matter whether he knew it was me or not, he's gonna jump in that chat and be like what the hell who yep. did this like oh my god this yeah. is amazing and <laughs> yeah. that's what I wanted I didn't, yeah. yeah like I don't care if I ever see that going on his feed I just yeah. am glad that I know or I'm glad knowing that I made that re- right. reaction happen that's beautiful man that's um, and hey Tony if you're listening eBay that coin I don't care like, <laughs> 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 go, go make a hundred bucks like right yeah, because so he's he's absolutely right. The seventeen oh six coin is it's it's a nicer coin. Thank you, bro. Thank uh, you. Nothing against nothing against the V two. It's a sick coin, right. but like I don't know. It, there's there's just something about that solid brass. Yeah, and the, the- <laughs> makes my jellies tingle, you know. <laughs> and there was. There was a guy who was doing, uh, Chris, this guy was doing uh, gold coins, but it was like a hundred something dollars for a coin. And the coin looked dope, but I was like, man, like a hundred dollars is going to be tough to sell. So the coin, the coin had brass and like gold finishing or something. So I think each coin came down to about like, I don't know, 40, 50 dollars a piece, which is a lot, but... It looked dope. That's what Peter McKinnon's first coins were. They're 24 karat plated. You got those? What? He had a... What? He had a 24K? Yeah, his... It might have been 18. I think it was 24. I want to say it was 24 karat. Okay. Um, His version 1. Okay. Alright. I don't own anything from Peter McKinnon. Oh. Yeah. I don't own anything from... For you, man. I, you know what I want to get though? I want to get uh, that coffee. That's all right. I've spent enough money on his stuff for both of us. Yeah. Right. Good. I'm good then. You want to get what? I wanted to get his coffee. That that golden hour thing. I wanted to get that coffee. <clears throat> just to just to try it. And I'm just gonna put it out there. Yeah, I, hit up, I mean it's probably good. Yeah. I hit up I hit up the brand that he works. With. I don't want to mention the name of the brand, but the brand he works with, which everybody knows, I hit them up. For a few days ago, just to see like if there is anything we could do together, they did not hit me back. And well, dude, it took years for him to get a partnership with them. So yeah, so I think I think I'm just gonna unsend that message just real quick. Right, dude. Funny story. Um, probably another re- well, definitely another reason that I feel so connected to that guy. So my wife is a florist. Uh, she was doing pop-ups around Southern California because that's where we lived. Right. Uh, and her first pop-up was at this little 
she's like, yeah, my brother owns this coffee shop. It's in Little Italy. You should go check it out. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, we were just having a date day trip down the coast. And so we're cruising down there. And we're like, yeah, we'll go check it out. We got down there. They were closed. But, like, dude, it's such a cool little spot. Right. Um, Great location. Great aesthetic. Mm. Uh, But, yeah, so we went went down there. and where the hell was I going with that? I can't remember. Anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So she's telling us about it. And she's like, yeah, you got to go check it out. Like, they have great coffee. They're connected to this guy up in Canada. I don't even know how that happened. But I guess he's like some YouTuber or something. Apparently, that's the thing. Wow. It's like, that's weird. All right. Cool. Like, I had no idea who he was. Yeah. And then some months later, my friend posted this video. And he was like, hey, me and this guy did a thing about shooting sunsets. And I was like, wait. Wow. Isn't that the guy? That name sounds familiar. And then <laughs> here we are three years later, and I'm spending every one of my paychecks on getting me into it. Right. Uh, <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. That's awesome, man. It's a small world. Like, I'm sure, like, a lot of people meet Pete, and, like, they just lose it, and, like, which is dope. Like, I, I don't know, bro. Like, the shit that he made was is so legendary, but, like, I don't think I'd ever want to be at that level of like fame and especially in a creative world where like people like photographers we can get weird with like certain things and like to have that many fans that all are creative and like it's 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 a great it's a great thing but i don't think i'd ever want to be that big but i don't know if he is that big but i think i don't want to be that big TV right now. A lot of people would disagree. Oh, totally. But I think YouTube is the new TV. And it's been like that no, since it's YouTube cool right now because um I don't know that I would go that far, but like especially right now because studios are just starting to reopen and like they've got all of these protocols because of safety because of the plague that's going around like Right. It makes it it makes it significantly harder for studios to keep producing content, whereas YouTubers are finding that their audiences are now sitting in front of a computer. Yeah. With like they've probably increased the viewership by something like sixty percent, which yeah. is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. everyone's stuck at home, and yeah. even if you're not um, like actively viewing, you. 
not a figure. There are a ton of people who are working from home who just have YouTube playing through yeah. whatever recommended videos there yeah. are. Yeah. And like, it doesn't matter if your viewers are actively watching, right. as long as you're getting those ads rolling through, like, who right. cares? Yeah. I mean, exactly. anyone who actually knows that YouTube how YouTube works is going to immediately understand that I don't actually know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so. But it makes it, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's true. And the numbers went up for sure. But, and it's a great thing, dude. Like, I applaud Peter. Peter did, like, a, some great shit, especially with the marketing thing. I'm, I'm really interested in marketing. So, like, for me, like, the, the shit that he did was, like, an abomination. And I've never used that word, so I hope it's correct. And I'm yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, some people call that for sure. Yeah. So I think I think what he did was like great, and connection to the brands that he's connected to is is absolutely amazing. Do you do you? Yeah, know, well, he did a really really good job of getting connected to the right people early yeah. on and yeah. fostering those relationships exactly. to, that catapult his career. And like, right. if you. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> so just tell me this: Do you put yourself in like this whole block thing of like, oh, I have to post every day, or I have to like, uh, or okay, I guess it's like a two-part question. Do you have to post every day? One, two. How do you get through like the creative block thing? Like, do you have that? How often? Whatever. What do you do to get uh, out of it? I haven't posted in the last three days, so there's the answer for your first question. Right. Um, <laughs> and um, to get through the creative block, it helps to have a backlog of photos. So, like, rotating through uh, the landscapes and the portrait shots, because, like, right now I don't have time to go shoot portraits. Right. So having those... Having a backlog of those has been a lifesaver because yeah. I can still keep engagement up um, without actually having to go create something new. Right. Uh, that helps a ton. And then getting through that creative block, part of that is taking a breather to posting photos from the archives um, right. to take the pressure off. Because a big thing for me is pressure. If I feel this nebulous pressure of like you have to do this thing but why but because you have to do it like that right. just makes me not want to do it right uh, so then I will like the last three days I'll intentionally just sit out and be like I don't have to do it mm. like give but, yourself space to not do it but do like, you feel do you feel the decline like do you feel like people are like liking the post less or interacting with it less or, or no Dude, my metrics are shit anyway. Like, it doesn't matter. Mm. And at the end of the day, like, fuck the algorithm. I don't care. I'm not yeah. going to let, like, the matrix control yeah. how I respond. I mean, yeah. sure, I want to game the system. I would love to have a million followers for the sake of having a million followers. But, yeah. like, anyone who has reached that level is going to immediately ask, what are you going to do with that many followers? And yeah. the answer to that question for me is, I don't fucking know. Yeah. So how many followers I have because I don't know what I'm going to do with those followers. So right. I want to keep honing the craft. I want to maintain connection with guys in the community like yourself. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm stoked to be a part of stuff, yeah. but like I don't have a product 
push. I don't have, like, I would love to build relationships, but right now, like, we're getting to the end of our digging season up here. I'm about to go hop on a boat mm-hmm. and make a, what is it, a 1,500-mile trip Ooh. that's going to take something like 12 days. Right. Um, like, I'll be in and out of perception constantly. I'm not going to have time to, like, actually try and do anything on this platform for the next yeah. month and a half. So... Knowing that that's coming, I mean, sure, if I were in the middle of something, I'd prepare for it, and we'd, we'd make arrangements, but, like, trying to start something right now does, just doesn't make sense. Right, right. Uh, that's actually... Yeah, so... And, and I'm sure, like, you're going to have some dope dope shots from that 1,500-mile that thing. Bro, I bought a drone for that trip. Oh, I am so excited. Shit. What drones so are you doing, bro? I'm scared. I'm terrified of drones. <laughs> um, I bought a Mavic Pro. It's the first generation. Um, I had a buddy who was shooting weddings, and he was selling a bunch of this stuff. Right. Uh, and so I got a killer deal on it. Nice. Um, and he babies all of his equipment. Yeah. Was, just, just be careful, bro. Just don't... Just, last month than he did in a year and a half. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just don't don't fly that shit too high, right? Just be safe. Dude, you gotta push the boundaries. Mm, I don't think you should with a drone. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker go up there and you have no control, bro. It's terrifying. <laughs> I should I should post a video of the time I case. lost. And if that is the case, then um, I. You should. You I should th- absolutely you I, do that. I should. I sh- I sold my drone. I sold my drone, but like I should post a video of the time that I almost lost my drone. It was it was scary, bro. Like yeah. my heart was in my small toe. Like that's where my heart was at. Like it was <laughs> right. scary, bro. <clears throat> after that, I never flew it. Yeah, sold it no. right a week after that that thing happened. I was like, nope, never again. <clears throat> Bro, give me um, give me yeah. um, top three people that inspire you. Like, how do you spa- stay inspired? Top three people and then, that inspire. Me. Yeah, give me top three. Gosh, that's that's tough. Um, and and then we're getting into the. Never mind. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, top three people that inspire me. Yeah. Um. Super cliche, but uh, my wife, honestly, inspiration. Not necessarily like the caveat in that is because of the drive to provide. Because yeah. um, that shit is real. Like yeah. I spent most of my twenties just fucking around, doing nothing. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, I met her, and was like, "Okay, if this is gonna get as real as it looks like it's getting, I better get my shit together." Right. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, if that's not inspiration, I don't know what is. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's number one. Uh, creatively, that's tough, man. I mean, it changes on a regular basis. Which hey, give is me this why week. I wanna, give me this week. This week? This week. Um, gosh. Don't think too hard. Bro. Next question. I think it's time for another ad. No, but just just give me just give me three. Three people. 
Yeah, just do um, it. No, it's Brady, not that difficult because it's uh, just for the past week. Brady, Brady is, is crazy inspiring. Right. He's just getting out, you getting into the wilderness. Like, and he's another SoCal native, so like, right. he's going and running around all those places that I can't wait yeah. to get back to. Yeah. Uh, so that's crazy inspiring. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like this wouldn't be a prolific pirates podcast if we didn't mention MB. Right. Because uh, that, that dude is just yeah. an inspiring mother trucker. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's good people, man. Yeah. Um, such a nice dude. And too. freaking Josh, man, Wanderer. Yeah. Um, I I mean he he works hard and he plays harder, and I love that. Like right. he he gets locked into his job and he can't go anywhere, and you like you can tell from brief conversations that he's going stir crazy, and then as soon as he's got time out, he's gone. Right. Like, he has yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> and I That's love it, and dude. like. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way. I just want to dip. Like, I literally have a countdown running on my phone to the day I get home. And the day I get home, <laughs> nice. I'm dumping my bags, reloading them, and getting the hell out of town. Right. That's good, bro. I can't wait to see those shots. Um, Me too. <laughs> how do you... How do you well, it's a good segue because we can we can say like, okay, say you go on that shot. How do you know when you take a dope shot? Like, it it comes down to like critiquing yourself. Like, how do you criticize the shots that you take? And like, what's the whole process of it? The whole process. So, yeah. I don't have a process. <laughs> like, okay, so let me let me put that in perspective. Like. The way I do it is, like, I take a shot, I don't know if I have a good shot until I get to the computer, which is bad because you might go to one location one time in your life, and you come back home, and you're like, mm, all of it is, is just is just trash. I can just... 100%. You know what I mean? That's my process. But every now and then, I take one shot, and I'm like, this is going to work. Because, like, you kind of see it in the back of the screen. What's your process? Yeah. So, when I started um that was pretty much my process i would just it was spray and pray like i would take as many photos as i could in a spot right um and like i mean (laughs) that trip to iceland i have i think i came home with i don't know thousands of photos and like you know we went to oh look i've got 1800 pictures of this one waterfall Right. Uh, because wait is this framing right or should I move just a li- couple degrees to the left and right. then a couple degrees to the right and then what if I tilt up just a little right trying right. to get every single angle so that I knew I wasn't messing up right. or wasn't missing quote unquote the shot Right. Uh, I'm getting better again in the last couple of months at like paying attention to the little tiny details right. and realizing oh okay so like that shot that's on my, that, um, one of my most engaged with shots of the, there's the river and then there's the road and I'm shooting through some branches. Right. Like, um, that is probably one of my best examples of getting in a spot, taking a shot, looking at the screen and then going, okay, but like, what am I going to engage with later? Right. What is drawing me into this frame? 
And so I got two shots from that, like standing in the same spot. One of them's just looking to the right and the other's looking to the left. One of them's up the road and the other's up the river. And they're, I mean, objectively from what, or it's not objective, but from what people have told me, like those, those are two of the best shots that I have posted. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was a, the process of taking the shot, looking at the screen, but like not just a quick glance of, did I expose correctly? Are the things that I want to be in focus in focus? But looking at the screen, blowing it up and going, like scanning the whole thing and going, okay, like what's drawing me into this and how can I make this more engaging? Right. Uh, and so adding that depth, like shoot, I mean, Peter McKinnon says this all the time, and there's his name again. Uh, yep. Shoot through something. Yeah. Like add depth to that photo. If you're standing next to bushes, like, Crouch down in the bushes. Mm. Get those leaves in that frame. Like, make it feel like you're peering through the thing. Get that foreground in there. Right. Uh, because it makes your viewer feel like they're there. And especially right now, with the lockdowns that are happening, like, yeah. people want to escape. And yeah. so if you can offer that escape, yeah, even if it's just for 10 seconds, like, people are going to engage with that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. That was Brady's um, advice so, too. Yeah. What's that? Brady. Brady's advice was the same thing. Just shoot through, shoot through things. Which I understand. Yeah, he does. A, he does a great job of that. Yeah, he does super good. His shots are still engaging. Yeah, yeah. And is there like is there anything specific that inspires you to do like certain shots or certain locations and stuff or or no you just go and you just start shooting? Um, if I haven't been to a location before, uh, like when we went to Iceland, I did, I did a bunch of scouting. I put something like 50 uh, points of interest okay. on my map. All right. So that I had an idea of what I wanted and I had an idea of the angle that people were shooting. Right. Uh, right, to get those quote-unquote iconic shots uh, yeah. but also the thing about Iceland especially when we went like <laughs> there's so many photographers you just follow the guy with the biggest tripod and you're gonna get a bang yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's true <laughs> I mean it's really not that hard yeah um, that's true cause there's always someone with better equipment than you especially like I had two lenses like I had no idea what I was doing right. um, and so like yeah there were a bunch of people that I like I get to a location I look around and I'm like oh he's got that gear that I was looking at and drooling over I'm gonna go follow him right yeah. <laughs> and then, oh exactly like yeah. some of the best shots that I got were because I saw someone perched in this little tiny awkward spot and it was like yeah. they know something I don't I'm gonna yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just learn from, from the best the weirdest guy takes oh, the best yeah, shots yeah. That's true. Totally, man. And, like, I see guys coming out with, like, gear that I had been staring at, like, you know, pricing out and yeah. going, oh, man, if only. Yeah. Um, I see guys coming out of spaces and are like, hey, man, what shots did you get? And then, right. you know, <laughs> luckily most people speak English. And so yeah. they'd be like, oh, yeah, okay. And then they'd show me the shot. I'm like, oh, that's the shot. <laughs> yeah. And so then I'd go and...
said, the whole family oh, yeah. moved there, and then we lived there oh, for, no like, shit. yeah, 12, 13 years. So is your family still in Thailand, or did they move back? No, they moved, they moved back, but uh, I stayed there to finish college, uh, finish university, and then uh, I came back for, like, to visit the family, and then the whole COVID thing happened, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So the border so closed down, and your goal is to move back. Huh? Say again. Your goal to move back to Thailand? Oh yeah, I'm going back. That's for sure. Like 100. percent Yeah. Yeah. So and I'm I'm also looking at it? looking at other countries, bro. To be honest, I'm looking at Canada and the U.S. The U.S. is gonna be okay. tough because of the whole whatever deal that's going on with the politics and stuff. But um, Canada, yeah, Canada looks nice, bro. And like the landscape there is insane. But um, I got to make sure like the wifey is good because she's in Thailand. Like we have to sort out that whole situation. So I definitely have to go back. And also there's like a few jobs waiting for me there. But they're going through the whole process of like the company thing and stuff like that. And uh, these borders um, are still shut. They're they're not letting anybody inside the country, and there's nothing I can do. I just have to sit down and wait. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's it's freaking brutal right now. I was looking at the the global map and what's going on with like different countries' policies and who they're letting in, and so many borders are closed right now. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And was it like New Zealand that they opened the border and then like the numbers went up like immediately? That was fucking crazy. No, I don't think New Zealand opened the border. If they did, they only would have done it to Australia. No, no, no. The last, the last time, like it was like, it was the first country that they, they hit number zero uh, for the COVID cases for like a long time. And then they decided to open their borders and then the numbers shot up like ASAP, like really hard. Anyways, we have to don't don't quote me on that. Just we have to fact check. Yeah, the only thing I know about New Zealand is that they were they have like there's a group of people who have like gone through and scored a bunch of countries and their COVID response. And New Zealand was number one. Yeah, and they were keeping everything static for a while, and then they started to see a rise in numbers and shut yeah. everything down again so i don't know they might have opened up yeah. i'm not sure but like the I only way the only way for me to be able to like travel to like us or canada or any other country would be like if i could get if i could land a job like if there was a company that would be like yo we want this guy so we can, i can get like the whole visa thing sorted out easily totally yeah so did you just casually mention the wife uh, we're not married, but hopefully it's gonna happen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, just, just gotta, gotta just check with the wife, make sure it's okay that I'm a Yeah, yeah, the kids are alright and everything, it's, it's great. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so, elaborate? Tell me about that? No, What's so like, no, 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 because like, we know, well, she is going to be wifey at some point, but like, it's going to happen, but it hasn't happened yet. It's, it's soon enough, hopefully, if this okay. COVID thing allows. <laughs> if COVID allows, we'll get married. 
<laughs> yeah, with the blessing of COVID, that's all we gotta do. So, is she Thai? Yeah. Yeah, she was born there. Okay. And she's in Bangkok? Yeah. Right on. Mm. And so, that's where you're living? Like, with her? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know yet. We're, that's That's the plan for now. Like, I'm gonna go back to Thailand. We're gonna sort the whole thing out and see um how thailand is like i mean i'm i'm i, I kind of know how thailand is with like the whole business thing and the f- whole foreigners owning business and stuff but i don't know some other countries are looking good like canada looks it looks good or if us if i get a chance to go i i i'd go i try it <clears throat> well you want to come hit up socal just let me know man dude just uh, if there is a business visa, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's the tough part of everything, man. You kind of need like the whole company thing and the whole legitimacy stuff. <clears throat> Dude, I've got a friend who has been living abroad for, gosh, I don't know, years, long time. Probably, well, it was, shit. It was eight years ago that I went to go visit her in Thailand, mm. and she had been over there for, I think, two years by the time I got there. Yeah. Um, but she just does tourist visas. So she, everywhere she goes, she's just on a tourist visa, and then yeah. if she can apply for an extension on her tourist visa, she will. So, like, she'll mm. stay somewhere for a month to three months, and then... Right. Uh, Every three months or so, she'll just go take a trip somewhere. Yeah, but then it's <laughs> it, bro, that's, that's dope. That's dope. But it kind of is tough to have peace of mind, like to be able to like say like, okay, I'm settled, I'm based here, and then I can travel is like a lot of a better. Like you have peace of mind because you kind of keep having to like get the visa and like get the whole ninety day thing and all of that is is tough, bro. Like, you get the visa for, like, two months, and then you have to kind of pack up, leave, go to another country. Even if it's for, like, a visa run, it's it's tough, dude. You got to sit in a bus for, like, 12 hours, go get a new visa, stay in, like, another country for a day or two for your visa to be ready, come back, spend a lot of money on that. It's 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 tough. Like, it, yeah, I guess I don't know what the difference is between, like, I guess they're would be something I had to consider, uh, like differences in visa allowances for different Oh yeah, countries. for sure, for sure. And that's not something I had considered. Yeah, yeah. But how's the how's the wifey feel about Canada? Uh, she's she's open to the idea. Like, if, if it was for me, I wouldn't want to leave Thailand. Like Thailand, you can have like such an easy life if you make good money. <laughs> Right, but you can say that right. about anywhere. But but at the same time, you have to make good good money to live as a foreigner in Thailand, because like they it, you kind of don't get accepted in the country as a Thai person. You know what I mean? Totally. Like you you can't speak you the can't, language. Yeah, you don't you don't speak the language. You don't look the same. All of that stuff. And then at the same time, even if you end up getting the uh, the passport, which takes like years, like it's not like Canada, yeah. like three to five years or six years, it's like 20 years. And then, yeah, 
and you get that visa and it's like you're you're tied but like not really you know what i mean but like canada yeah. or us is like all right cool you got the passport you're american you can get like the 401k whatever that thing is or start like investing money and like you can buy houses and lands and shit no i'm i'm wrong no you're, i mean you're not it's just I, I love that the the uh, the first step to being an American is getting a four hundred one. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying it's like the process is is, is the process is like that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I am definitely looking at because like my aunt is in US. She's in Atlanta. And yeah, so if I get the possibility to just to go there and like if it's a job, I definitely go. Yeah. Yeah, but then again, yeah, I have to sure. sort out wifey situation first. Yeah, and like, what's that look like? So, what have you do? You, do you know the differences between uh, like travel restrictions, or I guess travel? Well, the, the for, for, like, okay, so for us, like, for us with my passport, yes. there is there is yes. no um, there, you can't even apply. For the U for US, you can't apply. Like there is no, they, right. they don't even give you the application. But then I I think if you have like a business thing, like a company wants you in the US, then I think that's a different deal. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So so if you have like an invitation from a company, you'd be like, yo, we want this guy. We're gonna pay him this amount of money. Blah blah blah. Dope. So you, you can't even come over here on a tourist visa? Nope. Nope. Doesn't it? Can't even apply for it, bro. They don't give you the forms to fill well, in. That's because we like freedom. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. But if you ever end up doing a company and you need another photographer by your side, just hit me up, dude. I'm on my way. For sure, man. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I mean, if... Because part of that... Uh, work visa thing is you have to prove that there's no one in your area who can fit that bill like who can do that job right which is why you have to bring someone in from outside the country and yeah. like well no one else can get these tones though yeah I mean have you seen these tones yeah I need him for these tones yeah these are the tones is that is that actually eligible like can you actually say that or I don't know I mean I've talked to people who own businesses who have hired people from other countries and they're like you, I mean you can make stuff up mm. <laughs> like the government does not they, they don't know your business well enough to tell you what you need right right like so as, as long as it sounds feasible like you can you can you can figure it out mm. yeah that sounds that, that actually is like I, I would be down I'd be down dude because I know I'm going to be in the US and I'm going to be shooting stuff and I'm, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I can take care of myself to a certain extent. But if it's a job, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, I can't believe you can't even come visit. That's mm -hmm. false. Yep. So if you want to meet up, it's got to be in Thailand, bro. Let's do it, man. Dude, yeah. have you been to Singapore? Yeah. I went there for like four days. I love that city. Do you been there? 
That is my favorite city on the planet. Dude, but it gets boring. It gets boring quick. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, that place is small. Like you can, you can travel the entire country in like ten minutes with a car. Yeah, oh, yeah, with a car. I don't plan on driving. Right. Do everything on foot. It takes a, a lot longer. Yeah, but like it's an island. Like we have, like come to Thailand. I'll take you to an island that's bigger than Singapore. And well, Singapore is not chill. I can take you to a chill <laughs> island. Bro, my wife is from an island that is Hell way yeah. bigger than Singapore. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> islands is the best, man. Islands, I like mountains too, but like islands is, the calmness you get from an island is unbeatable to me. Like, yeah. I feel like island life is definitely is something I could, I could live with. Oh yeah, man. And yeah. especially in Thailand, where, mm -hmm. I mean, you can go rent a villa for a thousand bucks. Yep, yep. Well, n not anymore. <laughs> those prices, I don't know when you went to Thailand, but those prices don't exist no it's more. It was a long time ago. Yeah. It was a long time. Yeah. Those prices don't... don't it was Yeah. A thousand baht is like a room. And not a fancy room. It's a, a shitty room. Like, shit. Oh, no, 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 no. Not a thousand baht. A thousand dollars. Oh, okay. Alright, no, yeah. A thousand bucks, you could definitely get like a gigantic, gigantic villa. Dude, when I was in Thailand, I was living on 150 baht a day. Oh, wow. That's... It was. That's like awesome. three bucks. That's three it's five. Bucks. It's it's five now. Damn. Or what was it? it might have been seven dollars. It was like seven dollars a day. Damn. Or something like that. It was nuts. I had a little bungalow on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> dope. Oh, so good. Beautiful dude. Thailand is so dope, and it's so chill, and everybody is like smiling, and everybody's happy all the time. I, I don't know what they take, but whatever they take, I need that shit. Yeah, it's, uh, it's probably just a lot of oppression. If you give people a lot of oppression, they tend to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. I don't know. That's how people act over here. If mm -hmm. I oppress you enough, then maybe you'll be grateful. Yeah. Ridiculous. Bro, so, okay, so you want to get back to Thailand. Yeah. You, you, you want to get, you're getting into leatherworking. Um, uh, you're trying started. to find, trying to find a woodworker. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Um, you want to get into fashion. Right. Or back into fashion. Back into fashion, Bonnie. yeah. So you want to get clothing out? Yeah. You want cabinetry or to build log cabins or to make tables or something or have someone make them for you i, I want to so have you can someone like them in leather no. and then you no. want to take pictures of the custom tables <laughs> no, no, no. in your house in thailand that you cover <laughs> no no no, no. You, I, don't, I don't like where this is going no that's not <laughs> That's not what okay, so tell me your vision, man. Tell me your vision. Oh, man. Um, I don't know, bro. Like, since I started this whole page, I feel like I found something so great that other people may not have access to, like, with the whole community and thing. So I feel like I can just make pro – like, if, I, don't know, I don't know if I talked to you about this, but I talked to a few people about it. That was, I was like, well, yeah, the photos and the tones and everything is great. But then when you have a product that people can actually touch and feel, that's a different level of, 
of um, touching people's lives. Like, yeah, these photos are all cool and shit, but then it's, it's, it's not something you, like that coin, you can have that with you and you put it on the table and there is a story to it and it means something to you. But my photos don't mean something, like it would mean, as long as you're scrolling, it means something for like three seconds and then it's gone, right? But if I have a product, like Pirate Goods, like that guy, Vitaly, Vitaly, he has those products that people carry with them all day long and carry their shit in and, and that's so dope because the, the, the whole feel of a product is, it means so much more to people than, yeah, just a cool shot, you know? So that's, my yeah, vision is absolutely. to have, to have products that, that people can, people can enjoy and like have, like use it on a daily, like not just have it for the pretty photos, but have it so they can use it. And then when they use it, there is a little bit of thought that, yo, I got this from this guy. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Totally. So, with the leather, you want to start, is, is that for your own personal consumption, or is that so you can workshop ideas? Or no, dude, I was, uh, I was driving myself crazy. Like, before I started this page, I was biting the tables and shit because I didn't have anything to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I started this page, started posting, like, random photos that I had that I never posted, started posting, like, uh, coffee shots and stuff and then the leather thing again because I was biting the table I didn't have anything to shoot and I was bored and I didn't have anything to do because of the whole COVID thing so we have to be careful with the places that we go and blah 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 and then uh, yeah so I just got a guy to go to the main bazaar and then get me the stuff and then I started like making shit and the only thing I gained from that is appreciation for the guys that do this shit because it's not easy it's not easy, bro. But then, to for me, it's just for myself. If I can like make some cool stuff for myself to carry or give it to like family and stuff. Because if I wanted to do something as a product and like be able to like sell it to people, it's gotta be of higher quality. Like, I don't think of myself because I just started. I don't think of myself to have that certain quality that people would want or people would appreciate. So for me, it's got to be something that's super high quality that people can use on a daily basis and just beat the shit out of it and it still lasts. So that is in the works for some, for some products, like some products that pe people, can, people can carry with them on a daily basis. And then the wood thing, I have like some other ideas that I want to do with like wood and stuff. And it's going to come down like to the whole you know, coffee thing and, and other stuff. But again, it, it comes back, like, bro, like, I, sometimes I feel like I'm crazy because I feel like I need to do, to do more, but I don't know what I want to do and I don't know what I want to have. But I think, I think I'll get to it. I think, I think it'll eventually happen. Yeah, man. So, so you're leatherworking. That's your own personal gratification project. You're not trying to crank out products for other people at the not right now, at least. Not okay. right now. But yeah. But you're open to the idea that, or the concept, uh, possibility of that happening in the future. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. If I can, if I can make you something that you'll be using every day, that that means a lot more to me than anything else. You know what I mean? 
Totally. So you're, but are you going to try and like make a product line or you just want to do a bunch of one-offs? Um, I, well, for, for all that stuff, you need like a whole, you need like the machines and like the whole team of like so cutting and sewing and stuff. It goes back to that whole fashion thing that I kind of got out of because, well, my first collection sold out in like 30 days. The second collection made the money back and didn't sell anything for like three months. So it comes back down to hold uh, consumption and like, you know, the behavior of people and like all that stuff that is boring for a lot of people. But if I can make it to a line of things where I can keep selling people different different products that they would need for on a daily basis, that'll be great. That'll be that'll be a dream. Totally. Yeah. Because again, it, yeah. it's weird. Because like I'm, I'm really into products, and for a lot of people, it might not make sense. But yeah, it's, that's that's where I'm going with it. Hopefully. Yeah, man. So, where's the woodworking come in? The woodworking. I, mean, like, I get is, that it's, it's more products, but it also seems like it's it's taking energy away from like I don't know. It seems like they're parallel, but also like sapping energy. That makes sense. Yeah, because because it is products. Is products, but then um, since I don't have the person to make it for me yet, like I have a wood a, a wood uh, product that's coming out soon, and the guy is working on it, and and dude, like the whole I think I told you about it, but the whole concept about it is like fucking fire. Like, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to brag, but the idea behind it is dope. So if if that comes in to fruition and and that whole thing goes properly and people are happy with the with the quality of the products that he makes i'm just going to continue with the same guy but um we'll see because that guy is busy and i'm not trying to be a bug and just bug him all the time about the whole thing so we'll see we'll see what happens so can you tell us a little bit about that project or is that all um, hush, hush, hush? To, well, it is hush, hush, but there is like a few things that I want to do. So I'll tell you one of them. One of them is a, is, a, is a mug. One of them is a mug, but then it's got to be like an everyday carry type of mug. Like the idea is, it, I'm not going to give you the whole thing, but the idea of a mug that you can carry in your pocket possibly is a little crazy. But if it goes through the right person, it's possible. That sounds completely ridiculous. Yeah. But I'm also into it. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I hope it goes through. I hope it happens because it's gonna be dope. So you're talking like a collapsible mug or just a like a I'm little tiny? Still working on the idea, bro. Because okay, because a collapsible right. mug is is not gonna is is not gonna be functional completely so still working right. on it still working on it okay mm-hmm. alright okay so, so you got an EDC mug coming uh, ho- not yet hopefully hopefully okay yeah I'm into it I, 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 I see you yeah um yeah so <sighs> so you're working on leather working mostly for your own gratification yeah. Uh, but if you can crank out some products for some buddies that 
they will find useful, then you're all about getting those products to them. Hopefully, yeah. Okay. Um, you've got some woodworking projects that are being made for you, designed by you. Right? Right. I don't, I don't like your tone. I don't like your tone. I feel like you're going somewhere. You're going to come back at me with like some shit I just said on the podcast. No, no, no. I just want to make sure oh, that I'm okay. tracking with you, making right. sure that I understand what you're saying. Right. Like, I'm not trying to make this anything. I just want to make sure that <laughs> I am following, that, right. I, that I'm getting the concept. Yeah. Trying to trying to make sure that I understand this picture of who Pirate Samuel is. Right. Right. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So... W- so where's this all going? Like, what's what's the goal? What's the dream? Um, the dream is to make Pirate Samuel a, a, not a brand, because, like, brand imaging is, like, a whole thing where, like, I can't be involved and, like, talk to the people and, like, everybody that likes the product that I produce. But I want it to be a brand in a sense where I can do that. Like, you're going to be like, all right, I'm going to get a Pirate Samuel Chemex. Why? Because I know the guy. He, I talk to him every now and then. He can give me, like, this and that if I want something custom made or, you know what I mean? Like, I want that personal touch to be there as well. Like, I don't want to just be a brand. Like, what, what uh, Chris from uh, Leather and Lumber is doing. Like, you can still talk to that guy, but he also makes amazing looking products. So that's pretty much where I want to go. Where like I can still like I need I don't need like I don't want to be a billionaire. I don't I don't want all that. I just want to be able to like survive in a world we live in and be able to enjoy and be a part of a community that I'm in, as well as having dope products for people to 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 use on a daily basis. Yeah, that's a good. I think yeah, that's a good. Yeah. You want to be consignment. I want to be what? Consignment. Like, you just want to go find the things that people want and then get them to those people. Yeah. Sort of, yes. What, what, what am I missing in that? The personality thing. The personal touch to the whole thing. Like, if I give you a wallet, I want you to know that I, I made it with my own hands and like there is a part of, like there is a part of me in every photo that you see on my page I want that same right. thing with the products so okay. if I give you a leather a leather so piece want... I want you to know that I, I made it or there is like a personal touch to this whole thing cause cause yeah story sells but I'm not trying to sell you anything I'm trying to yeah I'm trying to sell you things but I'm just trying to give you like that whole personal touch or personal feel to the whole thing where it's like this is a pirate samuel piece because he made it and i can talk to the guy whenever i want you can't talk to peter but you can talk oh, to me right you can't talk to peter yeah <laughs> so that's 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 the difference between between what i want and what what well somebody we all know peter has Yeah. Is there anything on, else on that list? And, uh, you got some good questions, bro. I feel yeah, like you're interviewing me. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the point. 
Yeah, man. Um, so, uh, how does that fit into to travel, or are you just looking for another place to land? What do you mean with 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 the brand, or? Yeah, so like, if you want to be set up to make stuff, to be able to get make people the things that they are looking for, right? To, to right. be that creator, that crafter, right? Because right. it sounds like, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you want to develop these skills. You want to build this brand of things that you're making, that you're putting your heart, your blood, sweat, and tears into right. um, to then get those to the people that you have connections with to reinforce those connections. Right. Uh, right. But then you've also got a handful of countries on the list that you want to go and check out, which, like, it's not mutually exclusive, but how does that fit? Like, for me personally, like, I, my, so my wife is Australian, her mom is British, so my wife already has dual citizenship. Yeah. Well, that's the tough part I have to deal with. Being that of the U.S., and then as soon as she gets, but like, so as soon as, soon as she gets her citizenship here, we're dipping. We're we're gonna go live somewhere else. We're not sure where, but we are. And but then there's always this question of like, she's building this floral brand, and then I want to get into a whole bunch of other stuff. But you can't do that and be bouncing around from country to country to country without right. It will definitely get to that point where I won't be able to like have these like have as much of a personal touch to the whole thing, but it's gonna be a vision of what I had in my head where it's only those products that are coming out. It's not gonna be something new until I can like design new stuff, until I can make new stuff. So it's gonna be that sort of thing. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be products that people enjoy and have that personal touch, because I have something to do with that product. I either designed it or I either made it or I either uh, came up with the whole idea and asked somebody else to like produce the whole thing because I don't have the skills, but I know what I want and I know what people would enjoy. So it's gonna get there for sure. And it's also happening right now. Like I'm talking to a few people that are not here, but then the there is a part of me to those products. Like even the coin, there there was a part of me to that coin. It was four people, but there was a part of me in that coin where I was like, yeah, we can do this and that. And then how can we go about it and then give it to the community and all that stuff. So there was a piece of me in that thing. So every time you pull it out, Boom, one guy, four guys made this whole thing and gave me this story and why would this mean more to, like you said, like it, it would mean more to you than somebody else's coin. For sure, and so there's the consignment piece, cause like you. Cause it comes down to the same thing that you said, it's connections. So, so yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to build, build those connections, but at the same time, it's a little bit difficult because I can't travel and go see these people face to face. You understand? So right. my situation is a little bit tougher than everybody else's, but it's not impossible. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, just uh, fly to Tijuana and 
get leather and lumber to make the hour drive. Make the what? Make the hour drive. Is, isn't that guy, isn't Chris in San Diego? Yeah. Yeah. He is. Yeah, man. <laughs> 20 minutes away from the border. Mm-hmm. Right. That'd be and, great, dude. Dude, Tijuana, Tijuana's legit. Their bar scene is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. But I gotta, I gotta figure it out. I gotta, I gotta definitely figure. I, I have to talk to some people. Well, here's the thing: we can just put it on this platform. Like, if there is anybody out there that, that you know, think we can do anything together, I'm, I'm always open to like collaborations. <clears throat> but like, what kind of collaboration? Because if someone's like, "Hey, man, I," well, I don't know. Never mind. Whatever. Well, no, you, it's gotta fit. That, it's that gotta, was, it's that gotta, was gonna get weird. That was gonna get weird real no, fast. Go, get weird. Get weird. Like if 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 somebody if somebody asks me to do like lingeries and stuff, it's gotta fit. Like I do lingeries because I I was in fashion and it's gonna be my other brand. But it's gotta fit. So at that point would you just be submitting like plans? Like you draw up the product? I'm gonna have so I do I, I don't know if you if you've seen the 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 other two brands that I had, like the clothing brands. So whatever, what I did was like I designed some of the patterns and then some of the patterns that I bought from somewhere, it was it was like very exclusive. So it was like Italian fabric or Japan, uh, fabrics from Japan. So it was like exclusive shit. And each item, there was only two or one or three at max. So, and then there is like a floral, there is a floral jacket, like it's entirely roses, like it's red, entirely roses. No shit. Yeah, dude, it's like some, some of the, some of the, and I sold them out like in a month. I had like 70, 70 or 80 items and I sold them out in a month and, and the, the owner of the shop, so I didn't sell it myself. I put it at a store and then the store, because the store is bigger than my brand, they do the promotion and whatever. So the store was like, do you have any more? Because there are customers that... Like, I put cocaine white on a mask. And it cost me $3. Okay. Right? It, one of the brands is called Uptown Cocaine Temples. I put out a white mask with, and it's like with uh, embroidery on it that said cocaine white on one side for $3. And I sold them for 45, 40, yeah, $45. And we sold out in, in four days. I had like, I sold out, it sounds like I made a thousand, but we had like 20. And we sold out and then uh, people left the money with the store and they were like, we saw this mask, we want more. So the store contacted me and they were like, hey, can you go make some more? Fortunately, I could because the, the guy didn't, he he was still there like i could make the mask and then send them the mask and you know got paid for it but then it and it, it will fit you because you like that exclusive thing that peter come comes out with so everything is super exclusive and there's that personal touch to it where you're like nobody else is gonna have this you know what i mean like when you get to a point where where off-white is or like where, where Kanye got, China, bro. China, they make everything. Yeah, they do. They make everything, yeah, they bro. Do. The company that Adidas went to for the Yeezys, they kept the patterns. 
they kept the fucking patterns and they keep producing them. Three, three grades, three different qualities. You can have quality number one, which is like the exact same thing. For like cheaper than what Adidas was selling it. That's what I heard. Don't don't call me on that. That's what I heard. Did I guarantee you I could run over to JJ Market? There you go. You know. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Fifteen dollars, bro, for Yeezys. Fifteen. Bro, when I was when I was in Thailand, I got a set of Beats headphones for fifteen bucks. Yep. And they sounded phenomenal. Yep. Super cheesy because mm-hmm. they didn't have the weights in them, but right. I guarantee you they had the exact same arguments. Yep. yep, but I don't think they can happen anymore because Apple bought Beats, so that's that's not happening. Apple don't fuck around. Apple is serious. No, they do not. <laughs> Apple is very serious. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so in that situation with the cocaine mask. Um, you were the designer, and then you sourced the manufacturer and the retailer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it was a one-man okay. band. Everything was done through me. I had to go get the fabrics, design the fabrics, get the fabrics, get the printer to print on the fabrics, cut them the way I wanted it uh, with, a, with a tailor that was fucking expensive. And then uh, find the retail stores and then sell it there if they gave me a good deal. 42% was my last deal, bro. But, but that was so you were running around sourcing all the things, but did you. You said you cut the mask? I. What? Say again? Or the, or the tailor. So did you cut the mask? Or did no, the I gave the, the design to the tailor. The, the tailor uh, cut the mask with the design on it. Yeah. So, what I'm getting at, so like, in that situation, you put all the pieces together, but you needed other people to, yeah, uh, yeah, like actually execute those pieces. Yeah, one hundred percent. You can't do everything, bro. I learned that the hard way. Can't totally, do everything. Hundred percent. Could not agree like, more. Like that's why this community means so much to me. You can't do every. I try to do everything, bro. I was like, yo, I'm a man. I can grab my balls and just do everything. No, can't do it. Can't do no. it. Can't, you no, can't design the whole thing, make the whole thing, craft the whole thing, market the whole thing, sell the whole thing, have the pages on Instagram, Facebook, and whatever, and website. You can't do it. Just not possible. I mean, you can, but it will only ever get mediocre at best. It, it will only get so far. You will only get so far. It's, you can't reach the potential that you have, or at least you feel like you have in you. You can't reach it alone. But with if you get a team together, that's where you shine, bro. That's that's where that's where Virgil Abloh comes from, the off-white guy. That's where Kanye fucking bloomed. Exactly. But then at the end of the day, it's your vision. It's the shit that you had in your head. Totally. Which, which could so, make it tough for other people if they are too creative too. That's why, that's why that whole crazy thing. Like I, I know I sound insane. But, but that, I don't know, bro. I don't know. Like I studied those Kanye interviews. Like you remember when he was going crazy with all the fashion industry? 
when has Kanye not been crazy? Right, but but when those interviews with like BBC came out with Zane Lowe, I listened to those interviews religiously, bro. I'm telling you, like every day, <laughs> two three times a day for each interview. There was like two or three interviews, and and. Oh, like it got to a point where I like I could I could write down everything that he was saying without listening to the whole thing. So I studied that guy religiously. Everybody was like, "Nah, he's crazy," but like, mm, not to me. Like he's saying shit. He's saying the shit that people don't want to hear. And well, that was valuable like that. to me. That was that was valuable to me. Not this recent shit. I don't fuck with this new. I don't know whatever the fuck he's doing. Like that whole publicity right. thing, I'm not with it. But like the Kanye from Jesus album, that I'm with that. So what were you getting out of those interviews that you listened to them over and over and over and over? The shit, the shit that he was saying, the stuff that he was saying about the industry, how difficult it is to get to people, how difficult it is to get the numbers that you want, and and. And I experienced it at a lower level. Like I didn't experience it at Kanye's level because he was working with like Adidas or whatnot. Like Puma and like all those whatever sneakers that he did. But I experienced it at a, at a lower level where I wanted to sell a hoodie for 30 bucks, right? It cost me, for example, it cost me like 10, 15, 12, $12. And I wanted to sell it for like 25 to 30. But then the shop was like, no, 300. And I was like, are you, are you sure? Like people are gonna, <laughs> like that's fucking insane. But then, but then yeah. you look at, you look at like the, the prices that the, the Yeezys, or like let's, let's get away from the shoes and go, go to the clothing stuff. The clothes that he was selling, they, there was nothing for less than $700. Gosh. Right? And when you get into the whole production side of things, things are not that expensive. If you know the right people. If you know somebody, you know somebody, it's not that expensive. Like, you can make a hoodie for $12. But then, if you order the same hoodie a thousand times, like a thousand pieces of the same hoodie with the same fabric... You can get that hoodie to come down to like four dollars a piece instead of twelve. And if you oh, think, yeah, 100%. yeah, and if you think Adidas is not doing that, you're wrong. But then I experienced it at a lower level because I was producing three of one hoodie, like three of a kind. You know what I mean? It was right. the same design, same pattern, same fabric, uh, but only three. And for me to sell that hoodie instead of $30 at $300, which I sold, by the way, was, was in insanity. Well, but you're selling exclusivity. Yes, but I didn't really want to. At, to, that, to that extent. Like, not that. Not $300. Right, but then the store that you're working with, the retailer that you're working with, is looking at their bottom line. Going, no, yeah, please. exactly. So that's why I'm saying I experienced it at a lower level, but I still experienced it because the shit that he was saying was so true, but it was so big for so many people to understand that everybody was like, nah, this guy is crazy. So that's right. why those interviews meant so much because I was experiencing the same thing 
he was experiencing it at a much, much lower level. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I'm definitely looking to get back into fashion, but it's got to be, it's got to look right. It's got to, like, I'm not trying to sell you a hoodie for $300 when it cost me 12 I'm just not doing it. Well, it's I appreciate just not that because I'm not buying a hoodie for three hundred dollars. Yeah, but it's just not like those you. are. Yeah, because those are Versace numbers. Versace sells a T-shirt for four hundred dollars, bro. It didn't cost you four. It didn't cost you even two hundred. It cost right. you like five plus the print, maybe ten. It's not four hundred, bro. Totally. Like, but then yeah. what they're selling is a brand. What they're selling is that logo. Absolutely. And they sell that, and, and people buy it because people connect to that because they've been around for so long. 100%. Yeah. Right, they're selling an image. Exactly. Exactly. And that's so, why that image is so important to me to have that personal touch because I want to be able to talk to you and be like, yo, how was that jacket that you were wearing for the past month? You know what I'm saying? Like that means more right. to me than than Versace because Versace is not gonna care if you rip your shirt because that shirt has been in the store for too long. They don't give a fuck. They got paid, bro. Right. Mhm. Oh man. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> little vent session. So I I I have a Pixel Three, right? Mhm. When I first got up here, I was doing all of my shooting on this Pixel 3. I love this phone. I bought right. it for the video. Kit. We are not sponsored by Pixel 3. But, all right, go on. We are not. Not at all. Right. And I'm about to tell you right. why. So, um, love this phone, right? Mm -hmm. they, they, they've got some hardware issues, and they know this. I've had four of these phones. They were all replaced under warranty because wow. they've got some hardware issues. Oh, wow. uh, so this one started having some connectivity issues uh, after I'd had it for a month. Mm -hmm. uh, like my data connection would just die. Right. Um, and so because of COVID, they're not doing anything over the phone. So you either have to chat with them, which like and you're going through at some data processing center in, you know, who knows where. Mm -hmm. um, uh, or you're doing email, which again, probably through the same data processing center. So right. I, or customer support center. So, um, right. Going through these emails and like, I suck at email communication. Like mm -hmm. I'm checking my email at most once a day. Right. Um, and that's, that's like, that, that's pretty solid. If I'm checking it every day, that's, that's really good. Usually it's like three times a week. Anyway, mm -hmm. so I'm sending these emails back and forth. So there's written communication, written record, I've got these issues. Um, and first thing that they do is they're like, hey, go and like reset the, have you turned it off and turned it back on again? Like, yes, okay, I have done everything up to hard resetting my phone. I hard reset my phone, mm -hmm. it lasted a week, still having an issue, this isn't cool. Uh, and then they're like, okay, well, are you on a physical SIM or an eSIM? I said eSIM. They're like, okay, we're gonna send you a physical SIM card. I went, all right, whatever, we're gonna send it. So okay. they sent it. Um, put in the physical SIM card, didn't have an issue for two weeks. And was like, okay, sweet. And then the issues started coming back. And then more issues started coming, more and more and more. And so I'm still troubleshooting all of this stuff. And then finally, it's like, it's been three months at this point that we've been troubleshooting these issues and it'll fix for a couple of days and then we'll try something else and then it'll fix for a couple of days and like just super frustrating. Meanwhile, keep, keep in mind, 
I'm 3,500 miles away from home while there are riots at home. There's a pandemic happening. I'm right. stuck, stuck on a goddamn boat, and my phone is the only means I have for communication. Exactly. Uh, so this is really goddamn frustrating. Right. Um, so then, and I'm working 90 hours a week, so like I don't have time to be uh, troubleshooting this crap. It should just fucking work. Yeah. So, um, so finally we get to the end of it, and it's been like three months, and they're like, okay, sorry, there's nothing we can do. And what do you mean there's nothing you can do? Like, clearly it's a hardware issue. They're like, yeah, but your phone's out of warranty. Like, well, when did it go out of warranty? And they're like, oh, like three weeks ago. Oh, like, fuck. That's <laughs> so, so you motherfuckers dragged this out. Yeah. Until my warranty expired, and now you're not going to... Like, yeah. stand up behind your product? And they're yeah. like, sorry, there's nothing we can do. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 there is, there is something you can do. You can send me another phone. And they're like, well, it's out of warranty. We can't do that. But customer satisfaction is our highest priority. And we really yeah. hope that you, like, submit a claim and let us know what we can do in the future to make things better. I'm like, I'm telling you right now what you can do right now to make things yeah. better. Yeah. To prove that customer satisfaction is your number one priority, which exactly. you're not doing anything. And they're like, well, we're really sorry that this is, uh, frustrating. We understand the inconvenience. I'm like, I don't think you understand the inconvenience of being stuck on a goddamn boat 3,500 miles away yeah. from home during a pandemic yeah. and with rioting happening at home mm-hmm. when you've got two aging parents. Like, I don't think you understand yeah. the yeah. inconvenience. Yeah. So, like, we're really, really sorry, but we assure you that, like, we understand and customer satisfaction is our number one priority. I'm like, yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. Stop fucking lying to me. Yeah. Um, so all of that is to say. Not your number one priority. Hold on, you got you got disconnected. Say that again. Uh, yeah, all of that just, to say. Uh, Google, suck a fat one. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> And yeah, yeah, dude, I totally get it. Like companies, big companies, once you lose touch with the people who are actually funding your operation, it's just a total shit show. And it feels terrible to be the person on the receiving end of that. So yeah, man, I 100% respect your drive, your desire to stay small, stay connected to the people that you are creating stuff for. Yeah, man. Um, and I will at least speak for myself and say that I totally appreciate that. And, you know, that's why I have spent more money on uh, smaller operations in the last year than I have on any of the bigger ones. Yeah, bro. And it means so much more to you and to the smaller smaller brands. Oh, 100%, dude. Which is a great thing. <laughs> like, as soon as um, uh, Vitali. Yeah. Pirate goods. Yeah. Put out those passport wallets, dude. I was all over it because yeah. I've been looking for something uh, for my my license, my Mariner credential. Yeah. Because, dude, I carry with me like something like thirteen forms of identification. Jeez. It's nuts because depending on where I'm going, I have to have specialized uh, ID cards that let them know that I have had whatever background checks they require to get oh, into those damn. restricted access areas. Damn. And, like, it is such a pain in the ass to try and keep all of those organized. But now yeah. with those passport wallets, especially with the little pirate stamp, oh, my God, it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I 
I've got my captain's license in there, my crane operator's license in there, my TSA uh, Twig card, my, uh, I don't know, all kinds of And And how's, how's his products? Dude, the leather is perfect. It's so, right. I mean, it's, it's rugged. Yeah. Uh, it's super thick, crazy supple. Yeah. Uh, the finish on it is perfect. The stitching on it is great. I love yeah. the suede on the inside. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're already starting to get beat up a little bit because I beat the hell out of all yeah, of my stuff. Yeah, but that's character, but, I mean, bro. it just, oh, it just, it makes it look better. Yeah. Um, His product is insanely good. The week that I got that and started posting pictures of it, I had other friends who were captains who were like, oh, dude, that's amazing. Where'd you get it? Yeah. Amazing stuff. He makes really yeah, good no, looking, it's, it's but also good quality stuff. And that logo of his is fire, bro. Like his logo is yeah, dude, super every, dope. It's so good. And yeah. every time he, I just want to go buy everything in his store. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He does. He does a lot of discounts too. So okay. So if if I'm a designer. And I don't have the means to make stuff, but I've got all these designs that I want made. But then I don't even have a storefront, so then I gotta work with someone else to sell it. Like, how are you gonna make, or how do I make myself appealing? Like, how do how do I put myself in a spot to get? connected with people who are going to make the product on the back end and then uh, sell it on the front comes down comes down to that that connection thing you were talking about bro you got to have those connects and then and then also uh, talk to DP talk to Dave that guy I picked his brain a little bit on the podcast but I talked to him off the podcast a little bit too and there is like so much so much information and so much um, um, details that goes to this whole marketing thing, right? So, right, but I'm not talking to Dave, I'm talking to you. So, in my opinion, what you can do is use those connections and pull those strings and be able to get the people that you trust and be like, hey guys, I'm trying to make this thing, but I can't, I don't have the skills, or I don't, it's like photography, like people want photos, but they can't. They can pick up a camera themselves, but they can't get the same result you can, right? So get those people that can get the results that you want and be like, hey guys, can we do a collaboration? And this is what I'm gonna, there's gotta be, there's always money, the money situation, right? So you gotta sort that out and it's gotta be fair for, for both parties, but it's not impossible. So just hit up those brands and be like, hey guys, I want this and I want that. And uh, I'm willing to, what I'm willing to do is like I can get, like the galley, the people on the community is, is, a, is a powerful thing. Because imagine, there is only 30 people in the galley, there is a bunch of people on the Discord, you can talk to these, these brands and be like, hey guys, can we make this and I want, I'll give you 50% of the profits. Whatever you want to take, whatever it costs, I can get, I can, I can uh, carry out the fifty percent, and I want fifty percent of the profits back to me. But what I can offer is the galley, 
I can get these guys to repost this thing so your your account will get a bunch of clicks. Your your website will be seen. The the word is gonna be put out because it's it's a word of mouth. If I don't if I don't repost your photos, nobody in my crowd is gonna see it. So I do it because your photos is worth it, and I I fuck with you as a person. So if I fuck with you as a brand, I'd be able to repost it on my page and be like, hey guys, go check these these products out because Vitaly makes amazing products. So why, <laughs> like it doesn't cost me anything to repost your photo or Vitaly's photo. Right. So, so what I can offer is I can offer the crowd and that's the most, the most powerful thing that you can have. You can offer those clicks. You can offer the, the sales because I post it on my stories. A hundred people see it out of the hundred. If three makes a purchase, that's at least 90 or a hundred dollars, right? For one brand to make a hundred dollars in, in a day for a small brand like that, it would make, it would, it would mean a lot. So, so people would know that you have some sort of benefit for them. It's a, it's an exchange of benefits. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm suggesting you to do. Like if you're coming with like some leather products, go talk to some people that make leather products and they're good at it and you trust them and you trust their photos and you trust their products. And you think that if you put your name on it, it's going to be fire. And but make a deal it like that. Does it matter if I don't have those relationships already? What do you mean? You don't have those relationships already? Right. So, like, it, like, I know who Chris is, leather and lumber goods. Right. Like, I know of him. I have never actually talked to him. So, if I reach out out of the blue, sure, he may have seen my name pop up somewhere. Oh, no. But, like, but like, we don't actually have the connection. So, would it be worth – are you suggesting that I, I, like, reach out to him – without any connection, like a, a warm or a, a cold connect. Say, hey man, like, love your stuff. I've got some des some designs. Um, I would right. love to collab with you. Or uh, would it be better if I just reach out and build that connection Dude, first? Dude, like, here's the thing. All right, so since we're talking about the specific person, Chris is way too easy to, he'd be down for sure. Like okay, he, so he, he he's such a cool dude, and he's willing to like even he he, he sent um, who's this guy? He sent uh, some products to this one guy for some pictures or something. I don't remember the name of the guy, but uh, if that's if Chris is one of the guys that you see their work and you're like, yo, that shit is dope, and I want to have something, and I want to build a brand. It's got to make sense for you and for them, right? So just put it in front of them. Be like, yo, this is my vision. Is that something you'd be down to do? Is that something you're interested in? How can I help? But one thing that I just learned recently is that you have to give love to receive it. It doesn't work. You can't just ask. You can't just take, right? So if you want something like that, just, just you, again, comes back to that building the connection thing. You have to have those connects where people are like, all right, I trust this dude enough. To, like, cause you gotta imagine, you gotta, you gotta keep in mind, we never met, but I still fuck with you as a person. I still fuck with you as a photographer. I still fuck with Chris as a great leather maker. 
And Vitaly, the same thing, and all the other people that, have, that we talk to on a daily basis. So give love to them, bro. It's, it's, it doesn't cost anything, and help. It might actually make you some profits. But just talk to Chris. I can, I can, I can initiate it if you want. If you want. Well, I don't have any designs. I'm just saying, for someone else who's listening to this podcast, if they're finding themselves in a similar spot that you're in, where they've got designs floating around and they would love to see that come to fruition, but they're not sure how to make that happen. Yeah. Like, best advice. Is it worth? Give love. Is it, share share that love, and then ask for it. Worst case scenario, you're gonna hear no, right? That's the worst case scenario. But why not just ask? Like sometimes you want something, but you're so scared to ask. And, and if it's, it's possible, but you're just so scared to ask that you never do and it never comes to fruition. Give love to them and then ask them. Just be like, yo, I have this in my head. Is it possible? Do you do certain stuff? Like, do you do this and that? Do you do this type of deals? Um, you know, it works, bro. It happens. 100%, man. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, and you can and and you can definitely. Again, I know you don't have any designs or anything, but talk to Chris. Even if you don't have anything, just talk to him. He's a great dude to know. He used to be. He used to do a lot of photography before, but then he he got into like leather stuff like six months ago, which is insane. Like the amount of the amount of dope shit that he makes is 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 nuts. And yeah. I've- when I get home, I really want to make the run down to San Diego and mm. see if he wants to. Yeah. See if he'll let me treat him to a cup of James coffee. Dude, you should. <laughs> you definitely should, bro. He's a dope dude. He's a dope maker. And I'm sure he'd be open to, like, at least the discussion of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what excites me the most about this community is just getting connected to people mm-hmm. in this sphere. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't have any designs. Anything that I crank out, like, I'm probably just going to do on my own for my own satisfaction. Yeah. I don't really have any any desire to put a product line together. Yeah. But, Which I mean, like... I think you should, but okay. I used to work uh, for a guy who uh, had a sale and canvas shop. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, like, I worked for him, and he basically told me for the first month, he's like... I'm either basically going to use you to help me rotate stuff because I mean like they had a table that was like the size of a large right um, that they spread these sails out on top of he's like so I'm either going to use you to tape stuff down like tape teams together so that I can stitch them together or I'm going to use you to turn stuff for me while I'm sewing he's like other than that if like if I don't have any projects for you come in make sure the shop is clean and then work on your own projects because that's the way you're going to learn how to do this stuff. So like I just got in there and started cranking out bags and wallets and that's all kinds cool. of stupid stuff that I ended up throwing away because it was garbage. But like, but still, the, yeah, I mean the respect that I have for people in the craft, like yeah. I've done work, woodworking, I've done that, I've done welding, I've done jewelry making, I've, 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 I've uh, yeah. But it's like, textiles, like it's. I think it, I think you you have the the potential for you to become a brand, like the one I said is is high. You can definitely do that. You can I don't easily want it. do like, that. I don't care. I, I don't care 
somewhere down the line I'll come up with some design and be like, okay, this is it. But like yeah. as of right now, like I have no desire to create anything for right. like public consumption. I mean, sure, I might dabble and make a couple of one-offs, but right, it's really for my own satisfaction. Yeah, that's that's the thing on its own too, bro. It's even if you make stuff for yourself, it's it could be so satisfying because like you know. You know there is a part of you in that thing. Even if it's just a design, it, it's still you. Totally. You know? But the thing that I love, the thing that, that really chimes my clock yeah. about this community is um, like seeing the connections. Like that's that's where I thrive. The I, connection, yeah, I love the, connecting. Yeah. The connections like, is the best thing. I love though. seeing people going, hey, I'm looking for this. And, oh, okay, cool. I know three people who do that yeah. or I know one guy who does that or exactly. I know somebody who knows a bunch of people who do that like yeah. let me let me put these connections together yeah yeah because again like I've dabbled in so many of those things yeah I know people who are doing it I just like I can't make myself sit behind a sewing machine to crank out another bag Dude, for somebody same. And, like this is I'm the like, same I, can't, I can't do it I I used to run Pro Audio and like got into recording and I did did recording sessions before I went, no, I can't, like, I just, I can't sit back here and produce the same thing over and over and over and over again. Like, do you think it's because, do you think it's because you don't want uh, people, like, do you, I'm I'm trying to put it in a, in a not mean way, but do you think it's because you produce something that makes somebody else's dream come true or do you think it's like do you think that's the reason like do you think um you don't want to do that because it makes somebody else's dream come true or like it's not yours like no, you don't uh, feel the connection sorry through? i lost you what happened what are we saying i said i said do you think you don't want to do that because uh it's somebody else's dream and you're not working on your own, or do you think it's just not your your jam? Um, I just can't sit still for that long. Okay, got you. But then, okay, so like, okay, because I can connect to that. Like, I can, I can, I can tell you. Like, if I can't do a nine to five job, because I know that. I'm gonna hate it the whole time, and I'm gonna I'm gonna not I'm not gonna enjoy it because I'm working for somebody else uh, for somebody else's dream, and that's just not not satisfying to me. Totally, yeah. No, I'm I'm very similar. I mean, that's why it's this industry because shit's changing all the time. I mean. Sure, this job is boring as hell, but like, as soon as it gets exciting, it gets exciting, and that's that's really when I go to work. Is, right. You know, when the problem solving kicks in, the rest of the time I'm just chilling around the boat, making sure the coffee's hot. Right. Like. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but, I mean, staying focused on one tedious task. Yeah. For hours on end, I can't. Like, I've got the ADD, man. I can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's true, bro, and it's tough, but it it's 
I don't know, bro. Like, I feel like everybody is doing their their best, and it will it it will happen for for everyone, at, but at a different time. Like, it will take some time. Yeah. And you have to master the craft. Oh yeah. And, and the time is the most enjoyable thing. Like, the journey is the most enjoyable part. So, yeah. Anything else on that list, bro? Yeah, man. It's all about the journey. Destination is just the focus. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah, dude. Um, pretty much. Yeah. I was I was gonna talk about the whole Raven thing, but I don't think that horse needs to be beat anymore. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, dude, fucking no. great, great session, man. It lasted. How long we been? We've been we've been on for what? Two hours and forty five minutes. I think. About two and a half hours. Yeah, dude, so much fun, man. Yeah. So glad. Thank you for doing well, this, bro. Well, see how quickly people drop off of this episode, man. Yeah, I don't think anybody's <laughs> gonna listen this long. <laughs> but oh, thank man. you for well, thank you for, for making on. this happen. Yeah. It was, it was a pleasure. Honor. It was great to talk to you, bro. Yeah, man. Hopefully, I'll Dude, go play the weekend. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. And talk to Chris if, if if you're gonna do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. hopefully Chris will listen to this podcast before I reach out to him, and then he'll have some yeah. sort of morning. Yeah, All right, man. Thank you so much. You have yeah, a good much day. Love, man. Um, thank you for doing this again. I'm gonna go see if I can find some bears. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <Be safe. laughs> yeah. Take, All right, it bro. Easy. Take care.